it's gonna be fun. We're You're not fun. fun. We're having fun. We're not. You guys having fun? Annie, we're not fun? fun. We're not funny. We suck. We we've always sucked. We're the best at sucking. Adney's wearing his Let's Go Champ shirt, so you know without him screaming it at you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, scoop close to your host with the most Chris Smith as he boasts. We toast as we roast any little problem, and we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? Adney, your baby's dad, and he's spitting comedy magically. Scoring out your comic book wannabes, you're gonna be hit with the hook or turn your face into a tragedy. DB with chemistry, dropping recipes and melodies and recipes, especially using dark humor as weaponry. Mentally, how to know your dirty thoughts like an entity, no empathy, just credibility. Discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, penalties, tendencies, therapy, heavily. Alcohol, the cast is the remedy. Alcohol, the cast is the remedy. I fucked up right <laughs> Damn it, man. I thought you were finally going to make it one fucking week doing the song right. Welcome, welcome, welcome! Man, it's never gonna Because he doesn't give a shit about those I know, he so obviously so. does not care. He's like, oh, I'm a big stand-up comedian. I don't give a now. shit I'm about gonna you just guys. go do my stand-up because I'm so guys. gifted and talented. I'm just so much better I'm not than gifted. you. I'm not I don't talented. even need this podcast anymore. Cause I mean, I just did you like, see my posts? I mean, did you see what I'm saying? <laughs> did you see all did the white privilege jokes I made? my jokes? see all the jokes, though? No, I didn't see the jokes. Sorry. Oh, I did this one. <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. First world privilege is you guys being able to see my jokes online, so. Oh, yeah. You, go, you know what I mean? We have a good life, guys. All right. This is the Alcoholicast. We are your hosts. I am Chris Smith. To my right, I got. Adney. And to the left. Make America great again, guys. <laughs> you know? So last week, Stevie previewed with That's a little white bit. That's privilege, <laughs> thinking that America isn't great. I know. That, <laughs> good that is, yeah, yeah. America is the shit. America is definitely We have fucking Wi-Fi <laughs> everywhere. This wait, is wait. Like, where the fuck are you, you living? Yeah, we, we have 4G everywhere, bitch. <laughs> My grandpa was just talking to me about this earlier today. It's actually a great point that you brought up. He was like, you want to know why I'm mad? He's like, I'm not mad that Trump won, that Obama won, that all this stuff. I'm not mad about any of that. What I'm mad about is that they're sitting out there protesting against all this um, discrimination. He's like, you want to hear discrimination? When I was working out on the fucking oil fields, something blew up. A tanker blew up right in my fucking face. Boom! I had third degree burns all over my fucking body. My face was literally coming off of my face. Like, it was dripping. And what did I do? Instead of going to the hospital, I continued to work. Busted out the rest of the day and then went to the hospital once the day was over to get my shit done. And then guess what? I showed up the next fucking day. Bandaged up and blah, blah, blah. And he just kept raining on and on. And I was like, okay, dude. Like, I understand that's uh-huh. hardcore. All right, but calm like, down, dude. Give me my but fucking his whole check point, His whole so point was... do this every time you give me my check? <laughs> his whole point was that... <laughs> That people who are protesting for this election don't really know hardships. He's like, I had to get drafted into Vietnam. Did I want to go to Vietnam? No, I got drafted into Vietnam. And I was like, okay, like, you're making great points right now. So that's all I'm making great points. I'll give my chance. We have it great, dude. We really do. We're fucking in America. That was related exactly to what I said. It is related. That we have it great in America. It's directly related. But what it is is people are softer now. That's all it is. We're a little bit softer because we have it so great. For the listeners, Chris was pointing at me when he said all that. (laughs) That's not cool, dude. Yeah, I wasn't even looking at Adney at all. I was like making sure to not make direct contact with him. Chris uh, Chris posted in the group chat, fuck, I finally see what white privilege is. Fuck. I never said that. No, no, no. You said it. Now I know know what it's like. Like, you gave an example of like Syrians being fucking stopped at the. at, like the airports and shit like that and like refugees and stuff you were just like oh shit well that's 
It's a one time in America. I'm like glad. Oh, yeah. fucking like, thank oh God. shit. I'm white. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it's kind of it's fucked all, up, but it's true. It's the first true. time I could fucking like look and say that. It's like, I, but you never had that example. <laughs> like I was never like happy to be white. I was actually kind of shamed because everyone's like, oh, you're white. Turn it you're off. You're white. <laughs> Turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> Bill Burr. It's like, I don't, I'm putting on a suit. I'm like, oh, I want to take some shit over, huh? <laughs> Poison a reservoir. <laughs> 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 it's so fucking funny, dude. Yeah. I got to push it down. Push it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah. So the uh, whole Syrian or Muslim ban shit, guys. Is that I thought we were going to do the stand-up. You were that? just in the stand-up. You should have just went right into your stand-up. Just, just, this is part of just my bit. You guys hear about this? You heard about this? <laughs> about that Muslim ban? Just segue uh, into the Good to be white in America, huh, guys? Whoa. <laughs> 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 oh, must be a crowd of refugees. <laughs> <laughs> so I did stand-up this week. So you did stand-up at an airport? Is that what you're At an airport just where all the Muslims were being banned right in front of the Muslims. He set up his guitar. That would be an incredible place to do stand up. <laughs> like, oh no, this is like my charity work. <laughs> stand up on a crate and do and tell jokes to these motherfuckers who can't give, come home. <laughs> At least they have entertainment. Anyways, Stevie was uh, last week. He told us all, all the listeners and me included. I think Adney probably already knew that he was gonna get five to seven minutes or something like that on this local scene. It's out supposed here to be in five minutes, but it's it got stretched to, to like seven. Yeah, it got he, stretched he, to seven he because I thought I'm like, okay, the guy told me do a nice tight five, um, which I don't fuck around with fives. We know. Oh, good, uh, calm down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. And he's just rolling his eyes right now. The, the, the it's a bummer because now he's just gonna start peacocking. No, Those feathers no, are gonna no. start coming I told you out it's a little bit more. Fouling, my boy. Um, no. <laughs> Sound like a fucking. Chubby. And now he's correcting us. <laughs> oh yeah, See of course. Starts? Now we have a pompous <laughs> asshole with us on the cast. That's awesome. Oh man, God, but I was gonna be Hollywood. I, I, told, I told myself if I could start my song before the five minutes is up, I can go to the end of the song because no one's gonna no one's gonna stop me because then somebody's gonna be like, what's the, What's the end of the song? Like, what is the so, so that was yeah, the best so part. So that's purposely. That's where I got shit. them legally. <laughs> smart. There's fuck. nothing legal about it. It's not like you signed a, signed a contract that was binding to five minutes. Hey, I, I promised I would do it. <laughs> oh jeez. So, anyways, um, we recorded on video as well. But if you're not friends with us, then you're not gonna see it and all that. <laughs> but we did record the audio of it, some decent audio because yeah, on the video you can't out. fucking really hear it. Friends with us, you're not gonna. You see. don't rate and review us, you can't hear it. Boom. <laughs> if you rate and review us, you'll get a nice little email from the alcoholic <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Chris said if you're not friends with us you're not gonna see it So, cause we basically kicked out everyone from the bar that wasn't our friend and that's the only way I fucking won that yeah he definitely dude, did that old dude was pissed all the other guys were kinda like yeah whatever but that yeah, old, dude the old dude was mad, was mad. he was mad so anyways at the end of it um, we all like had to do like a crowd like who wins uh, as a crowd and Stevie cheated because he literally brought half the crowd. So of course he was gonna win because half the crowd was his fucking if friends. If I sucked, I would. If I sucked, I would have want you guys to not cheer. I wouldn't have. Yeah, but I wouldn't yeah, have done I mean, that. Yeah, but like, <laughs> good luck next week, faggot. You suck for seven. I would have. I would have wanted you guys to boo me, but I wouldn't have told you that till afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because if I would have booed you in the moment, <laughs> you would have literally started crying, and breaking down right there on stage, and it would have been a bad. There thing. was a couple of good. Uh, Acts too, like there was a couple of guys that did really good. Yeah, sets. I, no, I, I went up to one of them afterwards. The one guy that was talking about uh, being the 9/11 bit. 
about him mm. working as a line cook. I went yeah, up and shook dude. his hand. I was like, dude, you died. I missed. I think I missed that. I was like, that was fucking funny, man. Like he did a really good job. I thought it was hilarious. But anyways, we're not here to talk about the other comics. We're here to talk about Stevie. So here's the set. First off, um, I can't sing, so let's get that shit out of the way immediately. It's always been my dream to do uh, stand-up comedy. Um, I never really had <laughs> the balls to get up on stage before, um, until I met one of the bartenders here, um, Carrie, and he actually forced me onto the set list, so this will be a, yeah. so a um, non-consensual performance by me. Um, I'm gonna sing you guys a couple comedy songs that I wrote. Uh, the first song I have a feeling you guys are gonna love. I'm getting a, I'm getting a strong pro-Trump vibe from this guy. Right now. I, can, I can see it on the back. Yeah. I know you voted Trump. What? You? I'm a I can tell by the way you're sitting there with your what? fucking skin all white. No, all by my you know? um, Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah, you probably no, grabbed your. Guarantee that guy grabs his girlfriend by the pussy. You know he grabs his girlfriend by the pussy. pussy. <laughs> if you grab your girlfriend by the pussy, it doesn't make you a Trump supporter. It kind of makes you a Bill Clinton supporter if you think about it. Because I mean, um, let's be honest, Bill Clinton, he was the OPG. You know what I mean? Bill Clinton was the OPG. Like He was the original pussy grabber. You know? And it, Bill Clinton was grabbing pussy before that shit was cool. You know? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you think about it, Bill Clinton, he's, he's basically the hipster of sexual assault. You know, you think uh, you think Bill was mad when uh, that audio of Trump got leaked? Probably was. Probably sitting home watching TV like, hey, that's my mood. <laughs> that's called the Clinton Claw. <laughs> so this first song is uh, dedicated to dictator Donald Trump, um, and uh, it's gonna help us get a look into the next eight years. Shall we say? He's hopeful. So uh, uh, this song's called this song's called Imaginary Friend. You suck. Yeah, I know. So there I am. I'm walking down the street, reminding myself that I'm great. When I pulls a man. In a Volkswagen, the words hail me upon his plate. He pops the door open, come inside his hands motion. So why should I hesitate? I realized then he was my imaginary friend that I played with when I was eight. It's been so long, you thought I was gone, but I've always been by your side. Jump on in, my orange face friend, we are going for a ride. The girls will soon bow down to you, there'll be no place for them to hide. We're a piece of constitution with our final solution, we American genocide. We are going to do it right this second time around. I'm telling you, it's gonna be huge this second time World War II was a small preview compared to the second time around. Not just the Jews, but the Muslims too on this second time around. <laughs> oh, hey, wait, wait, hey, hey, off, hey, hey, off, come on. Hey, hey, off. Sing it with me now. China, 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 my daughter's vagina. Um, 
this second song, uh, it's kind of hard to uh, figure out a way to get into this. Uh, can I get a round of applause for anybody here who's pro-choice? Seeing as you guys just brought up abortion, I have a song about abortion. Um, uh, the reason I wrote this song is because the closest friend in my life, um, he had to take someone to go get us much abortion. Um, I don't want to... I don't want to Kill mention his baby. name, but um, he's the guy back there right there. That's the face of population control right there. You see that? Um, Hell yeah. the, he, he's actually responsible, so is the girl, but um, she only got pregnant because the doctor told her she couldn't conceive. So that's when we found out he had miracle sperm. Uh, um, uh, actually, I wanna, I've been trying to figure out who I can get in touch with to uh, put his name in the old um, fairy tale Humpty Dumpty because... He's the only person I know that can resurrect dead fucking eggs. You know? so, um, this song is called uh, Dr. Dave. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. So sorry to disturb, but I'm looking for 10, 23 mils way. Well, look no further, and please don't call me, sir. I am simply Dr. Dave. Well, Dr. Dave, I come to you today and hope you unburden me of my mistake. Of course, without delay, this procedure's child's play. I believe what you want is the Sharon Tate. Back alley abortion. Let Dr. Dave scrape away your misfortune. He'll scramble up those adorable organs. Cause he's your friendly local homeless surgeon. It's a happy song. Well, the reason that I'm here is because my insurance didn't clear and it was gonna cost me an arm and a leg. And without Obamacare, I can't even get a decent schmear, let alone pay to have this thing go away. Well, lucky for you, I don't charge much when removing unwanted sludge and it's either your staircase or this alleyway. So go ahead and lean back, do your best to stay relaxed. And by the way, happy Mother's Day. Back. Alley abortion, ridding the world of potential orphans. If you hate parents but find children a burden, well then come see your friendly local homeless surgeon. Sure, he smells just like placenta that's been left in the sun. His clothes and face are stained with blood from all his past abortions. The words that cover both his hands might be oozing with pus, but it beats the scrutiny you get from those Westboro Baptist cunts. Back alley abortion. Unless it's born, it's not even really a person. Escape it into a bag, portion by portion. And Dr. Dave will sell it to make his fortune. Hold on, 10 more seconds, I promise you. <laughs> Hello, Chinese buffet. Can I take your order, please? Will this be pick up where you eat it here? Hey, this is Chef Dave. I have an order for you today. I have about four and a half pounds of some succulent veal. Alright, so what, what, do you, what did you think about so, it, Adney? As, as you could probably tell from the crowd reaction, it was wildly mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone had a horrible time, especially that one guy in the front. God. God, yeah. Wow, he dude, him it. and Stevie were he really. Did not, he did not want to be part of this at all. <laughs> <laughs> I needed somebody to throw my joke at to get that that my show for. That was perfect, was that Stevie, like, like, he, like a guy. Just out of nowhere, was drunk enough to fucking start interacting with Stevie, and it what worked I really didn't well. realize is I figured it was impromptu, 
like, oh, I'm just going to crowd work right now. Like, I don't have any. And then I slowly realized that he wanted that to happen. And yeah. he, like, had these jokes yeah. set up. He had but, a, yeah, he he had had a conversation set up, but his conversation was set up to if the person didn't say anything back. And this guy added to it. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't fuck up, though. Dude, I got to admit, dude, I was impressed. Like, I, I figured he was going to go up there and be, like, really, like, clammy and, like, kind of, like, not fuck the other way. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Like, fucking up on the intro to this all the time. But, yeah, like, he's <laughs> constantly fucking up on songs and shit. And he fucking went up there. He didn't fucking miss one fucking string of his fucking songs. And if he did, he just played through. He didn't stutter or anything like that. Well, so, Dak actually told me, she was like, like, when I fuck up, and I'm like, fuck, I fucked up after I'm done playing. And she's like, I couldn't hear it. She goes, think about that. You're you're the musician here. I don't know because I don't play music. So you're fuck up. I can't tell. So you do not stop I can on tell stage. I can tell the rhythm. She's like, you do not stop on stage. You yeah. continue because most people aren't going to notice if you fuck up. Only you will. I, I can mean, tell because you're, you're going for a flat D, but you went like... Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I was playing a strong D, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all in all, yeah. I was... Decently impressed, yeah. dude. I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought Thank he was you. gonna do a little bit worse. I don't want. I thought wanna, he was gonna be. I don't want to bump his ego. I, was I did, I did impressed. not think you were gonna be terrible. And I've known that you've been fucking funny for as long as I fucking knew you. I just didn't know how you would do in front of a crowd. I knew you did not. really well. I was scared as fuck in front of your friends, but I didn't think you would do that well in front of a crowd. So I gotta give you props when props are due. So golf clap. Thank you guys. Right on. So actually, he fucking winds up winning this competition, and now this week he gets to go on for 15 minutes. So we'll see what happens now. What I have a question is: Are you gonna reuse any of that stuff from last week? No. Well, the thing is, I wasn't. Close. You're just gonna do. I new wasn't close stuff? to the mic, but I have. Um, I want to redo because people laugh their ass off at Dr. Dave. I wanted to redo it because I wasn't that close to the mic, but I'm not going to. I think my set. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start off. Tell them I have a podcast, so plug this thing, and then I'm gonna yeah, that'd be nice. And then I'm gonna tell the story <laughs> of uh, us going to court, and then I'm gonna lead into it with the tong- song "Time Machine," where I went and picked up the presidents, and then I'm gonna end it with a happy note on briefing. On briefing, and explain Adam. Yeah, I'm gonna explain. I have a briefing. Have a What's your definition of briefing? Briefing is the Trump and Obama song. Oh, he briefs oh, them about right, like, right, secrets. Right, right. But okay. I'm gonna explain to them like anybody would have a conspiracy. Yeah, 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 that's friend? what I'm gonna do. Oh, really? <laughs> friend, and then explain like <laughs> we you're gonna explain that, yeah. Adam. We have a friend that's bread and butter is chemtrails. Like <laughs> anytime an actual conspiracy is going on, like oil companies being in charge of the Environmental Protection Agency, it's like, oh, it's not a problem. But spraying in the sky, that's the real problem. I think what he would say the- is, no, that's <laughs> obvious or something along those lines. Yeah, but, but I'm going to go yeah. with like, how, everything. <laughs> no matter what. You're like, Stevie won the comedy competition. He's like, false flag. Chemtrails. <laughs> 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 Only because like, half the crowd was your friend. It's a distraction. It's all it is. It's a distraction. <laughs> Stevie's distracted. The government got him. <laughs> he's a shill. <laughs> he's a government shill. <laughs> but that's why he's talking shit on the podcast. <laughs> and then I'm going to explain Adam going like in the garage with Adam and have him go like, like the wind blew hella hard, and he's like, Shh, "Yeah, you hear that?" I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Chemtrails." <laughs> <laughs> like that's not, that's that's not chemtrails. That's <clears throat> that's the wind. <clears throat> wind never blew that hard before, dude. <laughs> dude, that's like, shit. That, that is that is a real <laughs> fucking quote. Oh, I don't know. So about this song's called Breathing. It's such a stretch. <laughs> it is a stretch. Not, I like, agree. Everything <laughs> and anything. Oh my god. Uh, all right. So, so, so let's, you see how you see how long it's been snow in the driveway. Yeah, dude, it just snowed for like seven days straight. Yeah, but it never used to stay on the ground that long. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Lunatic. Speaking of non-conspiracy theories, um, chemtrails. I mean, uh, sorry. Uh, pedophiles. It is funny. (laughs) If you are like into that type of shit, though, you definitely should check out Alex Jones and JRE. It comes out tomorrow. 
Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Alex Jones is on it? And that's why he's trying to hit 9-11, so then it's 9-11 with Episode Alex Jones. Oh, yeah! <laughs> but that means he's going to have to do another one today. But whatever. Uh, yeah, let's get, let's, knock, knock, uh, let's get into some currents. Speaking of Alex Jones, he always talks about uh, the Bilderberg group and everything like that. And did you guys know that they rape children? They really do. They have oh, sex Oh, this is the, the sex parties things? No, no, no. This is, no, this is uh, they, they trans age. This is what we're talking about. But it's pedophiles. That's what it is. No, it is pedophiles. They're basically yeah, saying, yeah. like, they, it's not, it's basically the fact that now everyone's hurrahing for their own fucking group. Yeah. It's now, it's like, well, Nambla's going to come out of the fucking woodworks where they steal children into the woods, like with the clowns. And they're <laughs> going to basically come out and say, well, I mean, if all these people are fine, transgender's fine, it's not fine if we touch your child. Like, that's basically what they're going to do. You guys are doing do. a bad job of defining what this is. <laughs> hey, so I didn't so, do anything. Oh, he was the one that went bad. into He's it. He's the experience. To, to know something, you have to experience it, all right? <laughs> yeah, I got hit on by so many adults <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> right? I saw your pictures as a kid. <laughs> oh, dare you. <laughs> Especially not Stevie. That's why Adam always wore that, <laughs> that suit was when he was twelve. Teenagers though. <laughs> okay. You got hit fair. on by adults because you wore a suit at twelve and you were listening. Hey, you listen to Frank Sinatra. Twelve-year-old, <laughs> 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 the thirty-year-old. <laughs> but uh, what? There's a <laughs> so yeah, trans. Basically, age. pedophiles and people who who are like, oh, we're pedophiles. We're not pedophiles anymore. Stop calling us pedophiles <laughs> and pederasts. We're pedophiles, but we're not pedophiles anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so call us a uh, trans age. That's our that's our that's the PC term for us is trans age because yeah I'm a, I'm in love with I'm a I'm a 48 year old man who wants to fuck an eight year old boy but that's not that's not weird because deep down inside I'm only an eight year old girl I'm an eight year old girl trapped in a 48 year old's body so it's totally fine that I want to touch the dick of this eight year old boy. That's apparently what's happening. I don't know if this is real. No, it's, it's definitely trolling. real. It's not also, trolling. This fucking satire. This makes sense. This is what happens when you when you act fucked with like someone else. Like, every time you spank your no, child on the ass. Every time you try to do something <laughs> that's like you think is okay, I'm trying to do something nice here. Someone's gonna take advantage of it. Exactly. Nambla saw that. Oh no, we're accepting of all kind of sexual orientation now. We're accepting every single form of sexual orientation. What about mine? The think of a catchy name. That's <laughs> trending right now, <laughs> and we'll throw it in there. So yeah, they have, there's, there's two names. If there's, there's two 78 names. pronouns, and those are okay, then it should be okay for me to fuck a kid. Oh, no, there's a That's pronoun That's what Nambla is saying. Do you, or no, I don't know if there is a pronoun, but there's That's a gender exact, for it. <laughs> it's, it's clover gendered. Clover gendered, hashtag trans age. Both are the same oh, thing. Clover gendered? Clover it's gendered. It's a sequel to Cloverfield. They get out and there's a bunch of children. How dare they taint those movies? I know! That's what I'm saying. Taint, but I, okay. Taint. The whole reason really? I wanted to bring it up wasn't that um, like, oh, this is something that's happening. This is a movement. It's actually a movement that's being completely rejected by almost every fucking outlet that I've seen. No, we're freaks, but no, you're fucking freaks, bro. Exactly, exactly. Everywhere on Twitter, everything. Every time I try to do some research on it or anything like that, it's being completely rejected. Nobody's like, yeah, we're accepting pedophiles. Come over and join our group. It is not like that. They're actually finally having some bounce backs that, no, you can't just start making up these genders. You can't just start making up all these trans. Yeah, yeah, they fucking walk into the safe place with a fucking child on a leash and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> It's okay. I, I identify protesting uh, with all the protesters, but they're still like, "Yeah, you're not. Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> like, like, like some uh, some dude walks up 
with his dick still in a kid. And he's like, <laughs> we're the same, you and I. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, it's it's so like Walter Frey talking to Jamie Lannister, going like, oh yeah, they're laughing over there, but you know, <laughs> look at us. Good old boys. <laughs> me and you here, buddy. <laughs> me not, and you not, see that eye. Literally, not the same. We're talking about adults doing adult things that they chose to do, not you brainwashing a kid and letting you fuck them. <laughs> but I am eight. <laughs> God, dude, that's so fucking crazy. I'm just, I'm just excited that finally one of them are being not, yeah, they're not this being is what it accepted. takes like you guys gone so far to one fucking side at some point they started looping back and acting crazy you get something something super disturbing to fucking stop them in the tracks like okay let's really think about this there is a line there's always it's a fucking like it's line fine. Now the there's a line come fucking back. everywhere you can be an adult <laughs> and dress like a child and get fucked but you better not be eight while you're doing it that's exactly <laughs> what they're saying yeah, you can dress like a child and get fucked but the person fucking you has to be of legal age. Like, you have the privilege as an adult to dress and fuck fictional children. Like, what are you giving oh, them? Oh, you know what's funny? Them? I saw recently, because we talked about sex robots recently, a while ago. And they're trying to make sex robots that are, like, kids, though. Oh, no. Yeah, to make well, sure that... Well, wait, well, that make, could yeah, be better. To make sure that pedophiles don't become pederasts. So they don't ever act on it. So they can act out all their shit on. That's but my worry is that they're gonna get they're gonna get so much fun and pleasure out of doing this that they're gonna want to go yeah. the next step. Oh, what about I, VR? Then you can like implement like virtual reality to it or something. Yeah, so then like they can too. do like the whole uh, catch and release or like. I think we whole... should take all the pedophiles and put them into a camp, <laughs> Call it like a where they can think really hard about what they're doing, like a concentration type. Of thing. <laughs> <laughs> they can practice and exercise and have daily meals. You know? <laughs> have access to fabulous stuff. <laughs> But, uh, and a fabulous USF show starting with Nona Ryder. Give him, give him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with Nona Ryder. Speaking of which, did you see that acceptance speech and Nona Ryder's crazy face? Wait, I don't know. She was fucking stoned. I don't understand why she was acting so crazy. There's no way she was sober. I, I feel like she was doing it to get a reaction. She was doing it to look be in the and acting <laughs> Like, why else would you go up there and like, fucking do it? She's like, oh no, this guy's stealing the show with this speech. I need to steal it back because I'm Winona Ryder and I, I'm awesome. I need to get cast again. <laughs> They're going to cast him and all the other things. Yeah, she exactly. was thinking, fuck, I peeked at my ping pong ball trick in South Park. <laughs> but uh, back to the sex robots, I actually think it's a good thing. Like, if it if it does help. Cause, but the it's only a good thing, thing if it helps. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what if it what doesn't help? take a stance, <laughs> You're a real strong I mean, I just feel like that sucks is like when they're buying it's like, I like this model a lot, but can you issue like a scream tactic in here? Like, can we get like a no, don't do this? Because I get aroused by that. Like, what are the injections? What can I Here's put in do. this? You make all these child sex robots, right? And you make them um, Stop right of- there. Damn <laughs> <laughs> on the episode. And <laughs> you make all these child, child sex robots. That's what we got a name <laughs> And Okay, you make them cheap so that all the pedophiles buy them anonymously online so they get delivered anonymously but you have trackers in yeah. all of them and then you round them up yeah you round them up we'll talk about deportation the most dangerous fucking group of people to society no right new now. man trans age Boom. Trans age. Yeah, but you cord. have those moms out there who are going to buy it for their son or their daughter because what? their son what? or their Wait, daughter no, not. is no. socially unacceptable and or, they need a friend. Or, or so they buy them this no, little robot not. and then they're, they're just sex banging. robots. Yeah, but yeah, parents, banging. parents don't want to tell their kids about the birds and the bees, so they get a sex robot Bam. and the sex robot fucks them. Chris, you're insane. <laughs> <and> TV's <laughs> humoring you. <laughs> sex robot comes out. Whatever. Smoking. That's the thing, okay? Who doesn't matter? Okay, how about this? How about this? How about this, Chris? They do that, right? 
well, there's a tracker in that thing, that sex robot child doll. So the government can go ahead and take that parent away because that's negligence and that child <laughs> needs to be under better care. Yeah. Fuck that parent so forever the, thinking the that that's a good idea. Then the child sex robot moves in and he takes care of the child. Boom. Two for two. <laughs> two because for the two sex for robot two. is two also for. like kind and it could be a butler robot. <laughs> with assless chaps. <laughs> like, like, like that's a, pa- a parent who's too lazy to tell their kids about sex. I could see them buying them like, let's just buy a sex robot. It'll explain. Sex robot comes out smoking a cigarette. Kids all hella just in the bedroom. Hella scared. You see, Billy? Now you know, huh? <laughs> this is how sex That would be hilarious if all of a sudden the, the child sex robot turned to a child death robot <laughs> and like, Fucking rip the dude's dick off or something crazy. Ooh. That's we're gonna eradicate. Oh, there you oh, go. Dude. Yeah. See, fuck having uh, all these drones everywhere. Now build sex robots. Boom. Let's get a hold of Trump. Yeah, why? Know? Why like, flying yeah. death robots? We can have crawling sex death robots. <laughs> <laughs> they sound sexy. Uh, yeah. You just have a little sex like... death robot. <laughs> Child. Oh, we have to be careful because the, the, the fucking robot uprising will <laughs> happen. Because they're going to have adult sex robots which we, I really want one. I want an adult sex robot. Make it look like whatever celebrity I want to have sex with. I'm yeah. All John and they're all going to fucking <laughs> One day they're gonna fucking unite and rip everyone's dicks off, <laughs> and then society will crumble without male influence. Without male influence, society will crumble. Yeah. We know this is a fact. There's a million females <laughs> out there like that's exactly what wouldn't happen. The world would be amazing. Did you hear what I said? It's like the fucking Terminator Five and shit. Fucking James Cameron. I'm looking for John Connor. <laughs> Rubbing his nipples. Stupid. Oh goddamn. <laughs> oh, the next one. This fucking. Report about an Uber driver. Nothing has been resolved yet of this case, but it actually happened last year. So, on April 2nd of last year, Carlos, the driver... Or no, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. He did, he did. Okay. Uber driver Coy Robinson, 44, filed his lawsuit last month against passenger Juan Carlos of the Bronx and Uber Technologies for negligence. According to his suit, Robinson drove a leased 2016 Hyundai... Under the direction and acknowledgement of Uber and payments for the car's lease were deducted from his Uber paycheck. On April 2nd, Carlos, then 20, hired Robinson to drive him for two hours from Philadelphia to the Bronx, according to the lawsuit. At some point during the trip, Robinson fell into Pearl, in quotations, when he became too tired to continue driving and allowed Carlos to take the wheel while he napped, according to the lawsuit. Troopers along I-81 in Brigham, New York, clocked Carlos driving at 86 miles an hour in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. When they tried to stop him, he stepped on See the gas and said, See ya! <laughs> Carlos exited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hope that fucking mic caught that. <laughs> Carlos exited I-81 in... disappeared. Two tire flames. <laughs> Where he forcefully came <laughs> into contact. The like a flame. And, a, and one last plate was spitting on the ground. I swear to God, that guy didn't even need Rose. Uh, the, cop said, the cop said, and I quote, it was very heavy. <laughs> there it is again. Um, Carlos exited I-81, where he forcefully came into contact with the guardrail and went off the road into an earthened field, according to the lawsuit. Um, and in April, <laughs> an April 5th article from the New York Post Woo! that was attached to the lawsuit, Robinson told a reporter that he awoke from his nap because the vehicle was going so fast he thought his car was leaving the ground. I told him to stop the car. <laughs> they don't need roads! <laughs> <laughs> we're, going, 
We're no. going Carlos. Heroes, <laughs> 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 boy. Woo. <laughs> you boys like that? <laughs> and you want some candy? Every, every Uber driver I know always hands candy to people. So yeah, the, I Uber, mean, that's, the Uber that's the, the Uber people will get that. Okay, so <laughs> our Uber listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So what's the problem? I was just saying. First of all, if I'm an Uber, there's no one else driving my car because it's Who my does car. That? I'm like, tired. That's so crazy. I'm if tired. I'm tired, you hop in, buddy. No, it looks like we're stopping at this motel, and I'm taking a quick power nap real fast, and then we'll get on yeah. the fucking way. Like, what the fuck? He like goes to pull out his driver's license. He's like, ah, I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. The dude didn't have a license. That was the whole reason he was getting an Uber. He didn't have a fucking license, so like he gets convicted of like aiding and abetting or some shit. He like just that. handed an alcoholic his first drink in eight years. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you sleep, you sleep, <laughs> you're fine, <laughs> dude. Like, that, you know, I, but obviously, it's sleep deprivation made him make a stupid choice. <laughs> that's fair. This guy was probably been working for like 38 hours straight. Like, that's the only, like, that's the only and not reason. making any money. Not the only reason, but the Why only is way he making this could any be. money because this country doesn't pay people who drive Uber's <laughs> cheap. That's why they took the thing. So if anything, like the thing. this guy who's sitting there driving out there working hard, 38 hours a day, working, busting his ass. He hands Carlos keys because he trusts him because he's not a piece of shit. No, Carlos was Carlos, the driver, right? No, no Carlos was no. the one in the back seat. Carlos was the one in the back seat. I mean, yeah. Carlos looked like Robinson. a nice kid. Robinson, it only gave me his last name. He Robinson. looked like a nice kid. So who was the driver at Robinson? Who called the Uber? Carlos. So Carlos called the Uber. He's the one that ended up driving, and he's the one that started the chase. So Robinson is suing Uber. He wait, Robinson suing for his Uber? decision to let somebody drive. Correct. He's blaming Uber. See, that's just Trump country right there. <laughs> Robinson <laughs> claims he suffered injuries in the crash that caused him to become sick, sore, lame, and disabled. Dude, you could wait. You're so I and that sue nothing you. <laughs> that happened that day was due to any negligence or culpable conduct on, on his Uber's, part. On Uber's, no, on it's his Uber's part. fault it's for Uber's not screening fault. for drivers better. They hired me, and I'm an asshole. Uber did Their this. Fault. Uber did this. They're fake taxis. They're fa- they're all fake taxis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying to. He sue said that Uber. you gave him the keys. Wrong. He's wrong. One <laughs> <laughs> Carlos took, stole the keys. He, he put me in the back. The his name is Carlos. He's one of the bad hombres that. <laughs> Came over here illegally. <laughs> he <told me laughs> he's stealing jobs, trying to steal my Uber job. That's why he drove my car. He was trying to steal my job as an Uber driver, and he got into a chase because he's an illegal. He promised me he was gonna show me America. Send him back. We need to build the wall. <laughs> he promised me America's gonna be great again. He was gonna take me back to 1955. That's when America was all segregated. <laughs> back to the future jokes again. Back. <laughs> To the jokes. Oh, you might, as well, you might as well just go right into it. You got the Trump going. Back to the future. Well just, just, I mean, we should just end it on a positive. Back to the future note. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wonder if anybody's gonna get that. I gotta go back, America's, Marty. America's great. 1955, Marty. <laughs> oh, I Marty. Marty. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Rick and Morty. <laughs> Seriously. Doc and Marty. Fight. Fight fucking Uber, cause they let me have the keys, uh-uh, to the fucking car, uh-uh, not my fault. Hey, Carlos, you can drive this, <laughs> drive this car, <laughs> just make sure you let me sleep, Carlos, <laughs> fucking Carlos, right, uh, Vital. <laughs> All right. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, like, I remember, so last episode, we talked about how fucking goddamn it, there was two amazing boxing cards happening this past Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> one on HBO, one on Showtime at the exact same fucking time. <laughs> and you got me one too. And how, how you split my motherfucking time? <laughs> and they were going to be fucking great. And I was like, I know I'm not going to be able to see the Showtime card, but I think I'll be able to see the HBO card. Why'd you think that? 
oh, well, you know, because I'm optimistic and stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, because the girl I've been dating, let's call her Pamela. Pamela has HBO now, which lets her have access to all the HBO shit, the the series, uh, the sports, the can the stand up specials, movies, all that stuff. Oh, like on her. Okay. So streaming, she has all that stuff. How much is it? If you don't mind me asking, it's like fifteen bucks a month, and you get all this stuff, and it's like that's fucking awesome. I almost heard it was like four and bucks. I was like, well, she had told me like, hey, you can um, if you want, we, you can watch the fights here, and then like so I was like, hey, can I watch these fights that are happening? Blah blah blah. And then she's like, oh yeah, sure. And I tried, but they didn't fucking come on. Turns out that they, when there was a live sporting event, it won't be put on HBO now for at least four days. Oh, that's at, And sometimes they'll wait an entire week. What about Showtime? So you have Does to stay off the internet for like a Showtime's week? Showtime's probably the fucking same because Showtime has that deal with Hulu where you can subscribe to Hulu and then get the Showtime package with Hulu. Oh, they probably okay. don't do live shit. You probably have to because they want – it's an incentive. They want yeah, you they to want go you through to a get, cable yeah. company who's going to fuck you in the ass and make you pay $100 a fucking month for 200 channels when you only use eight – they want you to do that. How so easy, fucking bad. How easy can you... Yeah, exactly. Because that's why I don't want to fucking get cable. We can mm-hmm. get I just want HBO. <laughs> how easy can you pirate? I can, <laughs> I can stream it, but the problem is is streaming it to a TV, it gets hard because of the internet buffering and everything, and then you're... You have your HDMI hooked up to your TV, and there's going to be lag, and so like but luckily it'll... we have people that. But what you can do you know I mean? is instead of hooking it up to the TV, if <laughs> he's <yeah>. down, <laughs> we'll just play it on the laptop next time. If he's down, to just watch it through the laptop, yeah. and I can get a decent stream with just a laptop. Come with me, my boy. I can play both at once. <laughs> we would have been able to do that. <laughs> and here's why. And here's why it's especially tragic is that all four fights were stunning. <laughs> they were fucking Epic. great. Epic. You got everything that you wanted. On that these, boxing all, These four fights ended so differently and in their own unique way that it was fucking fantastic. The first one was uh, Mikey Garcia, who I've been I've been talking about him all year because he finally came back to boxing after saying he re- he was like retired, quote unquote, for two and a half years. Uh, his reason was he's like I don't know. I'm just this is this is like a family business type of thing. My father was a fighter. My older brother was a fighter and a world champion. Now he's one of the best trainers in the world. For me, it was never about my love for the sport. It was like. Oh, I'm good at this, so I'm doing it. I don't feel passion anymore. I'm sick of cutting weight. I'm done. So that's why he stepped away. But then two and a half years later, I guess he's like, you know what? I want to want to do this because I'm better than all these motherfuckers, mm-hmm. and I'm going to prove it. And he came back, and he seemed so fucking focused, so focused that the ring rust didn't really affect him. He had one fight uh, last. It was kind of a, you know easy warm up fight, put got shit taken care of. But this fight that he had. Um, against a guy, once again, like, it's a hard name to pronounce. So just give me a second. It's a, uh, um... Go ahead, Chris. Dejan <laughs> Zlatashianen. Hey, will you open this? Dejan Amastad. Zlatashianen. <laughs> but the guy was 22-0, and 0, and he was ranked number two in the God division. Right after, right underneath um, Jorge Linares, who we talked about uh, last year. But uh, he's ranked number two. He's right underneath him. He's like one of the top contenders in the division. And Garcia just came up and fucking obliterated the guy. Yeah, dude, just it was took brutal. him out. <laughs> and like as usual, he did a lot of me- he does a lot of measuring. That's what that's what I like so much about Garcia is that he's super young and he has enormous power, but he doesn't just go headhunting. He does a lot of measuring the first couple of rounds. He has a great jab. He's very patient and calm, like a fucking ring veteran of 40 years. Like, he's just so calm in the ring. Because this is fuck. This is what this is just what he does. And he's just measuring, measuring, and then in the third round, it's just the third fucking round, he times this guy. He's a southpaw. He times him just right. He's like, all right, I'm, guy comes in, charges in, and 
Garcia just steps back and then launches his beautiful right uppercut. Just boom, right on the jaw. So his opponent is all wobbly and he's ducking and he's trying to like keep coming forward, but he's hurt. And Garcia calmly steps to the side while throwing a little check hook with his left hand just to kind of like matador his way. And he's like kind of dodging the bull and he's like throws his opponent into the ropes so he's off balance while Garcia finds his balance again and then just takes one step forward and launches a short right hook right on the jaw and the guy is out. He was out for a couple of minutes. Yeah, dude, it was brutal. He was out (laughs) before he hit the canvas. He just, his whole body just shut off. His arms went limp. His head, and he just fucking, his legs just fell from underneath him and he fell onto the canvas. He almost fell out of the ring and it, that was it. It was a brilliant... He dead. He looked he literally he looked dead. gone. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Uh, was like, it's oh like, yeah, Garcia's pretty fucking back. <laughs> he's now he's, he's 36-0 with 30 knockouts now and uh, he's calling everybody out. He called out Lomachenko. Including Lomachenko who's one weight class below him. So that was awesome. Then in the main event of that card we had the rematch of one of the best fights last year. Uh, Carl Frampton of Ireland, and Leo Santa Cruz, who's from here, from the U.S. Uh, they had a real, like, there was a tough fight, their first fight. It went the distance, but Carl Frampton outboxed Santa Cruz because Santa Cruz is that guy who, he's going to throw 90 punches around, just keep coming at you. He usually overwhelms guys, but Frampton was just too slick, too smart, outboxed him, and won a decision the first fight. And a lot of people were like, it's probably going to be the same thing over and over again because Santa Cruz has never shown anything but one year. He's done the same thing in every fight. It's like there's no way he's going to change that this late. It's going to be the same thing, but it's going to be fun to watch. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like fucking Santa Cruz Santa Cruz was like, no, I'm going to box him this time. Even Carl Frampton was like, he says he's going to try and box, but he can't box. I don't think he has anything else. Like he was respectful. I'm I'm saying it's yeah, an attitude, yeah, yeah. but Frampton was super respectful. It was funny, like if you if you watch, if you look at the pictures from the uh, from the pre-fight shit, and they're hanging out with their kids. They look, they look like the cutest gay couple oh, ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> show me that picture. I they was were like, super respectful not? before <laughs> and after the fight. They were still super respectful, but um, this time Santa Cruz boxed. He used his reach. He used his height. He used his jab. Which where the fuck did that jab come from? He just he's found been it. hiding it. He didn't need to use it. He didn't it. care about it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll use I my guess jab. I have a jab. I'll use my jab. I Jeez. guess I'm a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> and he outboxed Frampton. It was wow. fantastic. He won the decision, and it was a. It was one of those like wow, a guy who's showing a dimension we didn't know he had. Very impressive performance. It was still exciting, and it's like sets up a rubber match. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Now you got a trilogy. Right on. That was on Showtime. Then back to HBO. <laughs> back to H- I was like, I was more excited for this car because it was like, okay, the, out of these, out of the two fights versus those two fights, the HBO car is probably more exciting. Yeah, I remember because <laughs> it's all four guys are at junior lightweight. What I think is the most like entertaining division in boxing right now. Like they have such this the slew of guys who are not only talented but very fun to fucking watch. Two years in a row, this division won Fight of the Year. Yeah. First was fucking Takashi Miura versus Francisco Vargas. Then we had Francisco Vargas versus Orlando Salido. And then to start off this year, we had Takashi Miura fighting Miguel Roman. And then we have Francisco Vargas fighting um, uh, Belchant. 
Miguel Belchert. 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 Chacamera. No more Chacamera. 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 Belchert. That's what it was. McGregor. And it was great. And first off, of course, you have Takashi Miura who wants a rematch. He lost the fight against Vargas. He wants that rematch so bad. He's on the same fight card as Vargas in the same arena as Vargas. He wants them both to win so we can get that fucking rematch and get that redemption. That's what Takashi wants. And he goes in there and he fucking, he starts to brawl a little bit. He does a little bit of body punching to Roman. But then, for some reason, he starts to try and box a little bit more. He's like, I've been a brawler too much. I'm going to try and move a little bit, do a little bit of movement. Not working for him. Mm-hmm. Not at all. That's not who you are, dude. That's not who you are. And Roman maybe, was Maybe getting- he just was inspired by Frampton. <laughs> Maybe. Wrong choice. Because Roman started piling up rounds and piling up rounds. And finally, Miura was like, you know what? It's time to go back to my roots. <laughs> and like, after like nine, after nine rounds, nine rounds are done of a brutal back and forth beating the shit out of each other war. Half of the people watching had it one point for Roman. The other people had it one fucking point for Miura. It was close. Close. It was just so – it was just back and forth. And then in the 10th round, Miura sets up this beautiful – like they're in the center of the ring. Miura's a southpaw. Roman's orthodox. He's right-handed. And Miura just winks everything he has, just this huge haymaker left hook to the body of Roman – while he's stepping to the right. So he's like swinging and stepping to the right at the same time. And he just slaps right against the ribcage of Roman. And Roman just fucking crumbles, falls to the canvas and rolls on his back. And he's just like, oh, it's over. Uh The 10th round, Uh it's over. But somehow this motherfucker forced himself up to his feet and was like, I keep going. (laughs) I'm not going to shit myself. (laughs) And he stopped me. And he kept fucking fighting. He finished the round. 11th round comes wrong. And Miura is just hard charging, showing great fucking stamina and just determination. Like he's a pound, bull. He's pounding Roman against the ropes, and a flurry of punches drops Roman for the second time in the 11th round this time. But somehow, he finds a way to his fucking feet, <laughs> and he keeps goddamn fighting, and he makes it to the 12th. He's just trying to get that head trauma, bro. He, <laughs> he really wants, wants that, that. CTE. <laughs> and he could, but finally... Miura traps him against the ropes about like a minute into the 12th and just lands a big left-hand bomb from that southpaw position. Drops Roman. Roman's out. Terrific fucking fight. 12th round knockout. Anything can happen the last fucking seconds of these fucking fights. And then in the main event where a lot of people are like, oh, Francisco Vargas, twice in a row you've won fight of the year. You've been in a lot of fucking wars, man. Your face has gotten cut up. It's gotten swelled up. It's time to take an easy fight. How about an easy fight? And... El Bandito said, nah, fuck that. Fuck you can. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Give me a young, fucking strong knockout artist with only one loss. Oh, you got one? All right, let's fight. And this mother... And, like, what's fucked up is Vargas got dominated. <laughs> he fought hard. He fought... And it was... A, every round was entertaining, but it was still pretty one-sided. And this young kid, Berchant... Berchant... <laughs> Pulling his Chris. <laughs> Screw you, it's a new name for me. <laughs> Dude, you're the master of accents. Come on, get his shit together. Berschelt. <laughs> He's Mexican. It's the, what's an, I've never heard that name for Mexican yeah, it's before. Yeah, it sounds like Ukraine. Yeah, but his first name is Miguel, so yeah, that's, that's, we got that going for us. fucked up. Anyways, Miguel, <laughs> um, Miguel is uh, just beating Vargas down, and like Vargas tries as hard as he can. What's funny is like after like the eighth round, the doctor comes to Vargas's corner. Right eye is almost swelled shut. Huge cut looks like a vagina over his left eye. Motherfucker can't see for shit. He's like, 
turning his head, seeing what eye he can look out of, trying to talk to the doctor. And he's just like, like, I got a lot of money on you, kid, all right? You got <laughs> <laughs> he probably did, because what he said was, what he said was, he's like, hey, you're taking a lot of punishment out there, which is usually what you say when you're like, okay, one more round. Yeah. yeah. But if you get hurt in that this round, it's over. Yeah. He didn't, no one stopped it. I think it's because of... It's Fargus. This, yeah, this yeah. motherfucker is a badass. I mean, he just won five of the year twice in a row. I and because the doctor had money on it. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Max Kellerman pointed that out in the post-fight interview and everything, and he's just like, do you think, like, basically, because it's because of your reputation, that's why... That like a lot of people are like, no, we gotta let it going. It's fucking Fernando Vargas. He can turn this around. He was almost knocked out by Takashi Miura. Like he was getting his ass beat late in that fight and came back and won by knockout. So and it's like you brought this up too. Even as a fan, you felt bad because you realized because you're rooting on like, no, let it go, let it go. Like this is a fight. This <laughs> yeah. is a fight I'm watching. And then you had to take a step back and be like, whoa, hold on, I'm, I, whoa, somebody I, just I support, died. I support, <laughs> I support like mental health issues on the podcast. But outside the podcast, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, one more round. Get him off the stretcher. He can go one more. Hit him in his head. Go out on your fucking shield like a man. Yeah, once more. Dude, he's still breathing. Yeah, he can go one more. You kidding me? Read the chest, faggot. No one's going to get that. They don't need to get it. But uh, he kept going, and but into the 11th round. Like, this is three rounds after that first oh, warning. Damn. He's never he never stopped fighting. Fernando Vargas never stopped trying to win. A testament to this guy's heart and determination. This guy is a fucking fighter through and through. But he just it just wasn't enough. Miguel was just on his game. He fought the perfect fight. He said before he's like he said before the fight he's like Vargas has had a lot of cuts. I'm going for his eyes. Plain and simple. And he did. He threw a lot of great combinations. Like late, it was like in the, I think it was in the tenth round, tenth round of a beating. Vargas still threw like ninety nine punches that round. Eighty eight percent of the total punches rounded for the entire card for both fights. Eighty eight percent of all the punches thrown were power shots. These all four of these guys were trying to fucking murder each other, and but at the end of the day, it's in the eleventh round. Uh, it just was too much for Vargas, and they stepped in. They stopped. It. He didn't get knocked out cold, but he took a beating. And yeah, it, dude, that picture you sent me was gnarly. It gave us a new fucking star. It really did. We got another. This guy was not ranked in the top ten in the division. He's not. But now he's got to be. He's yeah. got to be. Uh, Vargas was ranked two going in. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko was ranked number one, and Vargas was ranked number two, right below him. So Damn. this kid is fucking there now, and the, this division is just packed with so many guys who are fun to watch. It's the most important thing. Even a guy like Tevin Farmer, who's ranked tenth. Not a hard puncher. He has like five knockouts in 30 fights. Oh, wow. But uh, he's still fun to watch because he's a very slick southpaw. He's like he's like a poor man's Pernell Whitaker mm-hmm. in that he moves and he just fuck, he does great head movement. It's fun to watch the way he just slips and slides and dances around the ropes and just makes you miss and kind of clowns around with you. He's still fun to watch. Like all these guys are great. And, it's just, and the fact that Vargas finally lost, no one's saying Vargas is a loser. Everyone's still saying, that was great, Vargas. Take some time off and come back. We can't wait to see you again. I mean, this is one of the things that... It's one of those misconceptions people have about boxing. About records? Yeah, like a lot of uh, people who cover mainstream sports or just watch mainstream sports say, I don't like how uh, a loss means so much in boxing. It's like, just that's just to you because you stop paying attention. But in the boxing world, like in the actual boxing world, if a guy loses well... He, they, they bring him back. Yeah. Arturo Gotti famously lost three fights in a row on HBO, and they signed him for like another five-fight contract because of how exciting he was. Sometimes these losses don't mean shit. You know what I mean? For that, like Orlando Salido, he's always on fucking cable. He's always on cable. He has like 13 losses. You know what I mean? Vasil Lomachenko lost his second pro fight, and he 
was immediately back on pay cable. A lot of these guys who get losses, it's like, yeah, but who cares? Come back. We still want to see you because you're fun to watch. Rightfully so. I hated that whole entire, like, uh, Manny Pacquiao was the best example, I think, because the motherfucker go. got starched. Starched. He got it's one not shot. dead. One <laughs> shot, and he just dropped. He was dead, and Roy Jones Jr. is yelling. It's obviously like, you're getting up, Jim. You're not getting up, Jim. It's like, damn. And then, like, right after that, he had, like, one fight that was on pay-per-view, and then he went on and fought Floyd Mayweather and got 4.6 million pay-per-view buys. Three point like, six. This idea, what? Three point six. Four point six. No, it's no, it's four point six. You're a liar. It's four point six. We've of, talked about this. Of the whole gate, not just pay per view sales. I'm it's talking about pay per view. Four point six. It's not. I just looked I'm it up. Telling you. Okay. Well, well agree to disagree. Positive. <laughs> agree to disagree. On a fact. Okay. Okay. It's not facts. Because I know, I'm right! No, okay, we're, we're pausing the podcast. That's I'm been, looking it up right now. It's been the same fucking number. The cards will leak for fucking two years. The cards will what? It's been four point six. 4.6 million pay-per-view buys. That's been the number forever. We've brought that up on the show before. Quit Amos, drinking water. All, the point was, that, like, yeah, Vargas lost, but it's oh, not you're the right. end of I lied. Point. Thank you. But anyway, that's not the point. Like, <laughs> that was just a stupid argument. <laughs> the point is, Vargas lost, but he's going to be back. He's going to be fun to watch. I mean, like, all these guys. How old is Vargas? He's fucking young. He's like 28. Yeah, oh, wow. done. Thanks. <laughs> he's like he's he's not done. He's gonna be back. He's gonna be excited. Hopefully, I would like if I if I'm his team, I definitely give him like a couple of easy fights because that scar tissue needs time to heal up. Because scar tissue, like it can be really fuck. It could fuck with you your whole career. But if you take care of it right away, about scar tissue. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has, he has scar oh, tissue. in his knees, in his knees. Yeah. <laughs> crazy massages with the metal bar it's like he was talking to Bill Burr about it and how like it's so fun you have to have a dude do it and he puts all his weight into it but really what it's doing it's deep tissue but it's helping with the scar tissue it's kind of like pushing it all hmm. apart instead of because it all compacts and he was explaining that to Burr and how it hurts and how he has to go like mentally into his own head and he has to like go into his own psyche and like dig deep to get rid oh, of oh to pain. get through it yeah right, to get through right. it yeah but it's the same thing I was like whoa scar tissue I didn't realize and then I heard you say it I'm like oh makes sense now as a fighter he probably deals with a lot and it is I didn't realize I didn't realize that there was a way that you could go about it that would like make it better rather than like worse. I didn't Stim think cells. Uh, well, I knew that, but I figured like once <laughs> you got it, you kind of like the Diaz brothers. They're notorious for fucking bleeding, and it's probably because unlike Vargas is what what Vargas is likely gonna do, which is take some time off. You know, hope so. Ho- hopefully, <laughs> uh, Diaz brothers will get their ass beat and then want to be in there three months later to prove themselves or whatever. So they don't really give their Faces time to heal up, so yeah, it makes sense. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, great fucking fights, and it's once again, it's probably more in this fucking division. 130 pounds, junior lightweight. 130. All like all the top guys are fucking really fun to watch. They're great, and of course, we got a new guy, Miguel Brelchelt. <laughs> He's likely gonna fight Takashi Miura next because that's come on, that's just they both fought. They both look great in the same card. There Why not go. make them yeah. fight each other? Yeah. And then whoever gets, you know, and then hopefully you has can, to like, deal with Loma. Whoever wins has to deal with Loma. <laughs> that's gonna be great. Well, Garcia's calling for Loma, so yeah, that's we'll one way class up though. Because uh, Vasil said he doesn't want to leave 130. Oh, really? He's not ready to leave 130 yet. He wants to have. He's like, there's a lot of great guys here. I want to beat these guys, and he wants redemption against Salito. The only man to beat him is Orlando Salito. He wants that revenge, and I definitely think that he's gonna stay, get that before he that thinks about moving to 135. 
I didn't even realize that there were different weight classes. I was just, like I said, I'm subscribed to that one boxing subreddit or whatever, and it was just like, Lomachenko versus Garcia, and it was just like fan hype, and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting fucking fight. <laughs> Is that you for your boxing? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right on. I saw a couple of the highlights, and I actually went through and I watched a couple of the rounds of the Garcia fight, the the two rounds, and then I was like, wow, man, I, I didn't realize it happened so fast. I thought it was in, like, the eighth or the ninth or something, so I was super that's impressed. That's usually how long Dude, it takes third for fucking round? Like, that's fucking impressive, man. There's not a lot of third-round knockouts in boxing these days. There's just not. Not, not at that level. Yeah, at the you professional I mean? level. No. At the highest of, the, like, the elite level at the top of the division. But What's yeah. fucked up is when this airs... A card just happened. So, like, this Saturday, there's a card that I didn't preview because I don't really... It, it's it's a fighter's card. You know, all these ones that are coming up right now, the UFC is just fucking flooding the market. And there's just, like, there's <laughs> too much to talk about. So, I got to pick and choose. It really so is. It's unfortunate that I skipped over this card that just happened this past weekend. But what I'm going to do is talk about the one that happened before this weekend. Uh, the one that happened on the 7th, which had... Donald Cerrone versus Jorge Masvidal Ooh. on it, and Donald lost, and I fucking called it. I always, I always come on here and I'm like, yeah, I fucked that one up, I fucked that one up, and I never really come out. And I'm like, I called that one. I was saying Jorge could win the fucking fight. I, can, I don't remember if I picked Jorge or if I picked Donald, but I was like, this is a really fucking bad fight for him, and it was. Donald's biggest weakness in every single one of his losses is his body. Don't know why. I don't know if. He doesn't train hard. No, I don't know. I don't know why, but it is. And Jorge knew that coming into it. And what did he do? He went straight to the body for the entire fucking first round. He'd wait. He would wait. He would let Donald throw a kick. And instead of trying to check the kick, instead of trying to move out the way of the kick, he would catch the kick and fire a fucking strike right to his fucking face. So every body kick he fired, he would take, catch, and throw a straight. Take, catch, throw a fucking uh, jab constantly the entire first round and then what it did within that first three minutes is it made Donald stop throwing fucking kicks to the body and now Donald was just trying to throw that left high kick left high kick and boom Jorge would move out of the way to his left and boom pop him with that jab move out of the way to his left pop him with that jab he showed a terrific jab it was beautiful man and there I did not know he had those kind of fundamentals I really I didn't either I didn't either I knew that he was like a brawler I knew he was a fighter I knew he was gonna press the action but I didn't realize how tight his technique has gotten since I watched him because it's been so long I just figured that he was the same type of fighter but I was very mistaken. He was very fucking smart. He was calculated, was and man, he stuck that fucking. Jab I was expecting out there. more like like when Kimbo slice because like cause that's they're, what I was expecting. They're so connected. They're fucking tied together. And mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna come in like that, and I was like, yeah, that kind of thing isn't. But he's he's very well rounded. Yeah, he was fucking smart, calm, cool, collected. The way he was throwing those right hands to the body was it was beautiful. So it was fucking beautiful. And that jab Ugh. was like it was a Ugh. snapping strong sledgehammer of a fucking. And jab. he wasn't letting Donald have fun. And he wasn't letting Donald get into a rhythm. And I think those were the two biggest things. Him catching those kicks really threw Donald's psyches off because no one really catches his kicks. They'll move out of the way, but that'll allow him to get into his rhythm. He'll be able to start to flow. He'll be able to start to throw that high kick behind his jab and whatnot. But with Jorge catching it, it didn't allow Donald to put together his combinations. So then he starts thinking, and he's thinking to himself like, fuck, I can't put together my combinations. I'm just going to have to knock him out. But the problem was he was getting hit the entire fucking time. And... At the end of the round, Jorge caught a kick, 
Bam! Blasted him to the fucking face. He falls down and Jorge's on him and he's hitting him. And it's not like he's missing the shots. He is fucking hitting him. And the ref steps in a second before and it looks like he's waving it off. Like, it's over. It's over. And then, boom, he hears the bell ring and he's like, get back to your corners. It's not over. Oh, get back what? to your... He never said it's over. And I have to give him props for that. No, and... I'm stretching. <laughs> Stretch okay, my arms. <laughs> there's a couple ways to go about this. One, I don't blame Herb Dean, the referee, because A, Dana White came on this podcast and said it was so fucking loud in there that he didn't even know what was going on. Like Plus he was ringside. Herb, he's already had a tough life. Yeah, Herb's a tough <laughs> he was man. ringside looking at the fight and he was like, Oh, what the fuck just happened? All I know is Donald went down and that bell fucking rang. Did he call it? Did he not? I don't know. It was really fucking close, but to Herb Deem's credit, and Dana White brought this up, and it's a really good point, Herb was decisive. He didn't sit there and he like look at somebody like, oh shit, is it over? Is it not over? I need to make a decision. He said, nope, it's not over. Get back to your corners, and we're going around round He two. made the immediate decision so as a professional referee. Yeah, as that's a referee, great. he decided no. It's a, and it's a really tough thing to do, is to make a split-second decision in that kind of moment, where your adrenaline's fucking pumping hella hard, too, just like the crowd. There's all this noise. Everything's riding on you. You have to make the right call, because the minute you make a mistake, everyone wants to jump down your throat but if you do something right everyone's like well whatever yeah yeah, yeah you know, exactly yeah, you never a lot get, of referees get fucked a yeah. lot and Dana White brought up another good point he's like the person who I'm mad at if I had to pick someone and he's like you know what I'm not mad at it I wouldn't have been mad at it either way and I agree if he would have stopped it right there and ended the fight I wouldn't have been mad because Donald was fucking out dude he was fucking out like he Taking was he was defeated mentally but more his body was just beat up he just can't take that much damage yeah, to the fucking it, but body I mean, herb had his money on donald so <laughs> that's why he's like get up oh, don't your corner that's fucking funny so i mean there's a little bit of controversy on that but then they get out and then it's the beginning of round two and jorge masvidal's just sitting there staring at him and he smiles and he points he's like i got you and he's like, I got you. That's terrifying. Comes out. Donald throws the kick again, catches the kick, and just starts going to town, eventually ending Donald by simply catching the kick and throwing it straight. And he would drop Donald. That's now scary Donald's, as fuck. He his, knows Donald's weak and hurt. Yeah, he, he knew. And Donald was out on his legs. Catching a kick and, and punching so someone in the was face saying, is the scariest thing ever. Like, if somebody caught my kick, I'm like, all right, new Because he's done. Done. Okay. Okay. Why fly? What's crazy <laughs> about it away. <laughs> is he is still taking the kick. It's not like the kick's not doing any damage. He is taking the kick, so it is doing damage, but... And one of the like apparently is, is like it's also if you do it right if you step in right with it you right. like, you smother the shot so like you're a lot of the times you'll like get like the knee of it or the thigh of the kick and, and you can kind of take it especially it. if yeah. you like drop your elbow so they kick your elbow or something like that and you can get in range to throw that right hand dude the so weed the weed can take a and lot of punishment. and like that's the thing is like when somebody throws like a kick with their back leg you can a lot of time you can see that it's telegraphed slightly and it takes a second mm-hmm. to throw it. And if you're fast enough, you, you can, can step in it. and yeah. Yeah. boom, bang. Which is defense. exactly what defense. he was doing. You see it. If you see you it, you see can it coming, block it. Gonna get hit. Yeah. So if you, I mean, if you see that, people. Plus, that's why that's leading the trap is confusing people. It's like the whole, the whole uh, left fucking Set, setting the yeah, trap. Yeah, yeah, setting the trap. Just like the left jab of the body, and when they go to block it, you get them with the right hand of the face in boxing. And he that's always does that fucking right. little. Yeah. I just I, I edit that yeah, out. Throwing my secrets away. Canelo did that. Body, body, body. Canelo scored two spectacular knockouts the past two years doing that move. Yeah, and no. 
against uh, Khan and against Kirkland. But there you go. It's, it's like you fake somebody out. Maybe if, they, if you could see it, leg, you could definitely see it quicker than hands. Hands are usually quicker than legs. Head, legs are stronger. They're, it's more weight. It's more muscle. It takes a little bit to move it back and move it forward. But when you get hit with it, it'll fuck you up way more than hands oh, ever could. God legs will damn, fucking legs brutal, will murder you. Dude, that's why I want to master that muscles. leg kick. That simple inside fucking leg kick. Oh, Because oh, so, if so Donald would have instead, <sighs> instead of, instead of <sighs> utilizing his roundhouse kick to the body, if he would have started utilizing his leg kicks to the dude's legs, that would have took away Jorge's jab, and he's also not allowed to catch those legs. They're too low. You can't catch them. You have to check them. So it really would have took his entire... In there. Nah, it would have took <laughs> his entire offense away, and I just think yeah. what happened is Donald takes too many fucking fights. He literally fought three weeks ago, and Holy I just shit. don't think he was really, like, healed up or, like, he did some training. Like, I just... Line him up! You know, he's, <laughs> he, pro- he's just... He's a fighter, and he wants to fight. I bet you he's gonna ask for a fight in three fucking weeks. And he the, just got his the, ass kicked. Like fighting the problem with fighting, <laughs> with fighting every three weeks is that you don't get to come up with a proper game plan for every opponent. And that's what's really important. That's what a lot of guys uh, do. Most guys is like when they're in training, like they do their typical stuff, but they study tape. They study a guy's patterns and like his his tools and his weakness, all that stuff. Yeah. And they get used to that guy. They have guys come into their camp and emulate his style. So like camp's important, right? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very camp. important. Because yeah. you have and to train. Training for that style. Joe Lewis not giving a fuck. Playing golf, golf and playing shit. Playing golf, yeah. <laughs> Being the first Dumb black man out of PJ Tour, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to make fact. a point here. I'd rather lose than fuck. <laughs> but yeah, he, he didn't really give a fuck about the camp. Yeah, and, uh, and that's the thing is he was so like, no, I'm just going to keep fighting that he wasn't able to prepare properly. He was going in like I was. Like, I don't know anything about Jorge, but I'm going to assume some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, and what's know? fucked up is he assumed, like, he was already talking about Damian Maya. He was already talking about oh, his next fight. Past trying it. to fight Damian oh, Maya. big mistake. And he shouldn't have even taken the fight. Oh, Cowboy gained weight to fight McGregor. <laughs> he was, weight Cowboy was <laughs> ranked. <laughs> Cowboy was ranked fifth. This fucking Jorge Masvidal was ranked 12th. There was no need to take the fight. Besides, he wanted to take the fucking fight because that's who Donald is. So at one point, we all know and love who the Cowboy is because of those exact facts. Whenever somebody would drop out all last year on a card, who was the guy that was on Twitter saying, I'll take it right fucking now? Donald Cerrone. And he just, got man, half you of love those anybody fucking named Donald. Let's be right here. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, he's going to be a killer, dude. He's going to be a killer. I already know it. I could see him. So I just hope that he takes some time off now. He fucking steps back. He takes a solid three months. Yeah. Let his body fucking heal. Get everything fucking together. And then he go in there. Because he is a top five guy now. At 170, he does not touch Tyrone Wildey, and he will not touch Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So he is third. I, I do <laughs> not see him beating those two. It would take some sort of like a pulling guard and get him in like a triangle or some sort of submission in order to get those guys. But he's not a takedown artist. Or to so have them underestimate him. It's fucked up he's because like there. he's on the cusp of every division. At 155, he was top five. Eh, he just wasn't like top top two, top three. It's so fucked up because you think he can be a champion and then he gets in with those top tier level champions and he does not perform and he didn't even perform with Masvidal. So there's this, it's a fucked up thing with Cerrone because you want him to be the champion. I want him to be a fucking champion. I could definitely so picture fucking Wonderboy bad. using those crazy kicks of his just smacking the shit Lighting out of the rib cage. Yeah. That rib cage. Lighting He's aiming for it. Yeah. Like crazy. And then Wilde would probably just take him down. But see, I think he has yeah. more of a champ, but these are all, uh, so anyways. Oh, uh, sure. Great fight for Masvidal. I can't wait to see what they do for Masvidal from here. And I hope he comes out like this every fight. That's another thing with Masvidal is he's hit and miss. He's either hot or cold. And this fight, he was fucking hot. And he constantly pulled the trigger when he needed to pull the trigger. One of the criticisms on him was he didn't pull the trigger enough. He was really timid and he waited. 
And that's due to the backyard fights because that nigga got not sometimes. But that was because it was those backyard bras, those bare knuckle bras. So I feel like there's a little bit of psyche in there. But his technique is really starting to shine right now. And he's really starting to mold into the fighter that he can become. And I do think he can make a run. It's going to be hard. But I'm excited for Jorge and I'm excited for Donald. Next, we had Juliana Pena versus Shevchenko. And Shevchenko has ground game. And I did not know she shocked the UFC world this past weekend. We all knew she had hands. We knew that Juliana Pena was going to try to take her to the ground. And that's exactly what happened. And Juliana was on top. Juliana was doing what Juliana does. And Shevchenko was patient. She waited. And she made and lulled Juliana into thinking that she didn't have a good guard. And you're, what do you mean, Chris? I don't understand. So within Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, when I you're... Got, I got it. What do you mean, Chris? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. When you pull someone into your guard, <laughs> you want to control their posture. Meaning, so I have you in guard. I have my legs wrapped around your waist. I want to control your posture. Meaning, if you're going to posture up and start throwing strikes. Or if you're going to posture up and try to past my legs and you're going to push on my stomach and try to get past my guard what you want to do when you're in the guard is you want oh, to hold up, the back oh, of their yeah. neck and you don't want to let them posture up and you want to make them use all their energy so they are trying to posture up and then they get tired and now you can start get offensive with your guard and you can put them in a kimura from the bottom or you can put them in an arm bar or something like that and that's exactly what Shevchenko did is she waited and she lulled Pena into thinking that she didn't have a good guard and so Pena was starting to get really long with their strikes whenever she would posture up and try to ground and pound and so she would get long and so that would leave her arm out and she oh, wasn't so guarding herself her exactly and so what happened grab, for the grab, uh, and grab, so Pena or Shevchenko waited and waited for one of those ground and pounds and as soon as she saw her fucking opening she said nope that's my arm swung her legs from her guard over Pena's neck and her boobs essentially and then just started fucking pulling it was one of the most beautiful armbars i've seen because of the position that she was in Pena was completely smothering her i was like man i don't know what shift jangle is gonna do and then i don't know where she fucking swings her hips boom and then she just starts twerking this fucking armbar work 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 and the next thing you know she fucking rolls she's on the fucking bottom and Pena's arm is all sorts of fucking jack she taps fucking Game set match. Wow, Shevchenko. What she did was prove that she is a complete MMA fighter. And Amanda Nunes she has said got that to like, work. I am a complete fighter. <laughs> I'm a complete fighter. <laughs> it's scary for Amanda Nunes now because Shevchenko started figuring Nunes out. Whereas Nunes doesn't grow through the fight. If anything, Nunes starts to die throughout the fight. And this was a number one contender fight. So it is Amanda Nunes versus Shevchenko. And this is their second time that they're fighting. But the first time was three rounds. And Nunes won the first two rounds. But she got dominated the third round. Like it wasn't even, I wouldn't say it's a 10-8 round. But she had no offense. She was very tired. And Shevchenko controlled that round. That's sad because Nunes could have been a contender. Uh, so I, no, uh, see, I know Nunes, that to me, Chris. <laughs> Nunes can win. She just has to be smart. And that's something that I haven't really seen out of her. I mean, she's technically smart, of course. But she needs to go in there with a solid oh, fucking oh, game plan. Don't give her that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think like her mentality is she's going to try and blitz her. Mm-hmm. She can try to end it early. And I don't think that's going to happen. She and I, it's not going to happen. She's going to end up getting taken down. And that round is going to end with her on the ground. She's going to be like, ah, who do you give it to? And then she has to be smart after that. And she's going to try and box a little bit more. If she, like, that's what she's got to be like. 
I need to work on that stamina because this is five fucking rounds now. This is some serious shit. Because she can I, blitz I her like for those first three, but then she has to be in survival mode for those last two. And that's where Shevchenko she really turns into, she it really, on. She really has to tell herself and convince herself, you're not going to knock this person out. Yeah, exactly. This is not a fight you go thinking you're going to drop this person. This is use your power to keep them honest. Keep Shevchenko honest. Keep her kind of worried. Keep her worried about the counters. That way she'll keep her distance and you could dictate the pace of the fight. But don't go for that fucking knockout because yeah. this... Shevchenko isn't human, and so she's not going to fuck around. She is not. I, fucking I feel human. like the round's going to end with her making eighty cents to the dollar. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, I feel it. I can I mean, feel it's it. Seventy-five. I can feel it. Stop. I but mean, the <laughs> highlight of the night. Had to I just want to say real quick before we go, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that men make the same amount as money <laughs> as women. <laughs> that I have a, that I still have a big crush on Juliana Pena. Dude, she's you cute. can get it. <laughs> I will help you. I will nurse you through that loss. Her Dude, the armbar, the armbar made me fall penis. in love with Shevchenko's. Like, oh, Shevchenko's hot as fuck now. <laughs> Who said that? You did? I did. Yeah, really? I fell in love with her. I don't know why. With her and then she, did, with her and then she did that little like ballerina victory dance. That was, was the like, weirdest oh, dance. <laughs> I bet she would tell you, you can't fuck me unless you say my last name properly. Uh, Shevchenko <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the boss at work, Shevchenko. You're saying your name wrong. Chef no. Mexican restaurant. Oh, jeez, that was a good one. But the highlight of the night has to go to the shining star that is finally fucking coming out of the heavyweight division, and his name is Francis. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Dude, it's like Francis. I say it every time. It's great. Okay, how how I hear Sound it is out. Francis. <laughs> Like Ingar, uh, Ingaro. It, it sounds like Ingaro, but it Ingar. starts with an N. I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna pass it over to Adney to see if Ingaro. he can say the name real fast. Let me bring it up. <laughs> That's Hampton. <laughs> Nagaro, maybe Francis Nagaro. Check your privilege. <laughs> yeah, that you might be That's right. That's a strong N you're laying yeah. on that first. Francis Nagaro. Nagano. But anyways, he's from France. Niga- I, actually, yeah, I got a whole little. From France. Oh, yeah, I think it's oh, half the letters. Just probably just end because everything's usually silent in French. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. Like no, I'm not even joking. Yeah, Spell orders, motherfucker. Go ahead. I'll, I dude, his <laughs> last I'll name is eight tries. N G A N N O U. It's spelled Nagero. Nagero. That's how like Nagaro is how. That's why if it was Japanese, it would be Nagaro. It means much hair in French. Much hair. So, anyways, anyways, this guy's thirty. Okay, pretty much like. Getting to that prime age to be fighting right now, but his story is incredible because he was a fucking bum, a bum in Africa, walking the streets, I was a didn't bum have anything to do or <laughs> anywhere to go. Um, <laughs> my country, they kicked me out. He he somehow I can't, Aussie French girls. <laughs> they never know. I my fighting style is Mexican style. <laughs> I haven't learned how exactly he <laughs> gets <laughs> he gets to France or anything, but somehow he gets to France. Yeah, because they their borders are open. <laughs> There's a white flag set up as security. <laughs> what part of Africa was he from? Huh? What part of Africa? Was I'm he not sure. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, this is just something that I've been trying South to Africa learn so far. <laughs> I want to know more of his story because he's a Big black guy. He's huge. Yeah, he's fucking. He's like 6'5, 260. Like, he's fucking huge. And it's all muscle, dude. It's all muscle. And he's 30. He's the youngest heavyweight right now. And he's 
fucking a perfect specimen. I am part. I am from <laughs> the part of Africa where your ships couldn't take my guys. <laughs> but his story is really maybe cool because he's, he's, he's from Africa. He's from Africa. He came over to to France or whatever. But then he was still. He they, he said that he was still homeless within France. And then he was going around in France and he found. He wanted. Could to you go imagine that giant motherfucker asking? That's what I'm saying, dude. He's fucking. You like you're giving this dude money. Yeah, here's twenty bucks, bro. One keys to my car. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just glad that he actually got in a fighting and he didn't get caught with like two children in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna walk that green mile, to, boss. <laughs> oh my god, this is so I'm trying to take it back. It's too late. <laughs> He's a Niles Phil. <laughs> I got, I got it's Nagaro. Like the drink. <laughs> 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 I got that. I got that one. Finally, oh, fucking bitch. Finally. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I didn't even get that reference. That's good. That's he's still ass sticking. He's homeless in France. He he says that he finds a gym and, and he's he, wandering, so he wants to try. Yeah, pretty much. Like I'm. Not, it doesn't really go into like what he's doing and like how he's. All he said was yeah, like, does the I was homeless in France. <laughs> Somehow he finds a gym. He finds a gym and he's like, I want to try this. You know, I'm a big guy. And the coach apparently was like, oh, I'll do it right now. And he's like, well, I don't have any money or anything. And the coach is like, yep, yeah, I'm putting you up. I'm going to put you up. Like, I got you so room. So you just woke up. He's like, so you just, wait, so, you just bought Nagiro? Like, right? <laughs> so, let me ask you. Let me ask you. So you just woke up with those abs. Is that what you're trying to say to me? And you... You want me to charge you to do <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. no, How about I pay you? <laughs> uh, yes, sir, I just woke up. How about up I pay you to just stand around me? <laughs> and so so like, stand around the gym, pump people Originally, he <laughs> said that he wanted to go there to learn boxing, and the guy was like, how about uh, I help you, you out? You're too box, boy. You're going to get you in the fucking... The, the stop sign. stop sign. He was probably that dumbfounded <laughs> by this fucking All those giant <laughs> man. No, this well, Michael Clark Duncan looking motherfucker. Is that what it is? Isn't it shaped like a stuff? It's an opti- uh, octagon. It's an octagon. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. right. That's right. <laughs> See, you gotta find things that people can relate to. Stop signs. Boom, UFC. I know about it. That's the key. You gotta find something to relate to the material. So anyways, essentially, the the gym owner or whatever waived his fees, but he was like, instead of just boxing, he's like, I'll teach you boxing as well, but I wanted you to also learn MMA. And so, like, within, like, two or three years, he was training him, all this stuff, and then... Now we have this product who's 30, year, 30 years old, six fucking five, and he has great fucking fundamentals. He's really, I wouldn't say slow though, he's just calculated. He doesn't go in there, he's not throwing a lot of shots, he's not he's winging cerebral. He he's cerebral. Yeah, he's just that's, waiting, that's, that's waiting, the waiting, style waiting. style of fighting though. Like a lot of European fighters are very like. Pers- that's European like, style. Mm-hmm. I have Mexican style. I'll <laughs> fucking whoop your slow ass. <laughs> No, dude, he hit Andre Arlovsky with his uppercut from fucking hell. Like, I need, like, a, like, a, uh, like an Anthony Johnson fucking uppercut. <laughs> Except, instead of just knocking the dude out, he hit him so hard that it lifted the dude up off so of his the fucking soul floor. escaped his body. Seriously, dude. Saying? It was one of the most brutal uppercuts that I've hey, fucking the ref seen, go. dude. You can go one more round. <laughs> yeah, one more. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. He almost knocked him dead. And so he's got to take it back. Boss. Every fight that he's been in, he has shown great promise. He's shown that he does not overexert himself. He has showed stamina. He has showed all the necessary things for a great fighter. The one thing, the one tangible, is that he's only been doing it 
for like three or four years. So he doesn't have a lot of experience. That's his one weakness. He does not have a lot of experience. So when he does get in there with those top-level guys, it will be interesting to see what happens. But right now, he is demolishing these lower guys on the UFC's roster, these these 11-ranked, these 9-ranked guys. He's smashing them. So hopefully his next matchup will be against a top-five guy, and then we're really going to get to see him pushed. Because we haven't got to see him pushed at all. Like, like within the fight, not pushed within the promotion, but like pushed within the fight. We haven't seen him face adversity. We haven't even seen him get hit, really. So there's a lot of things that we do not know about this guy, but he is 30, and that's the youngest dude in the heavyweight division, that's what happens and a lot, he like, knocks people when out. Guys, when guys start late, they're not and they're not used to getting hit, and they, like, they overpower guys with their physicality. When they meet that veteran, it can be disastrous. And he's calling lot. for Kane. He specifically Suck, called <laughs> for Kane. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that was good. In the interview. <laughs> a healthy Kane? That's I'm picking I'm him every time. Kane Velasquez. Because, because he's going to jump on him, and he's not going to let him be cerebral. At he's all. He's not going to let him pick his spots. He's going to fucking maul him with Mexican style. And he's going <laughs> to fucking... And he's going to say to his face, I'm Kane. Like, right there. Yeah, no. All he's, we need is a, a healthy Kane, and I got Kane all day. There's no... Like, <laughs> what, but, you got Kane? You got Kane? <laughs> Stamina, dude, his work rate. He's going to overwhelm them, dude. It's, it's going to be like fucking what Cub Swanson did to fucking Super Bowl. Exactly. It's I, just, you can be precise as you want, but I'm going to overwhelm you so you can never get that shit just said, what, Dude, I want him to win. And if he does get Kane, I want him to win. I want that future, new talent. Exactly. And exactly. he sounded exactly. like you were talking about comic books. It's what Cup did to Superboy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he just said. Like, oh, I didn't see that animated film. What was that? <laughs> it's on Netflix. Dude. Check it out <laughs> just later. Watch out. Cup vs. Cup v. Superboy. It's a new Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> Live dream sequences it's and just rape in it. Oh, <laughs> the Dixie Cup. Oh, I fucked up on all this. Can't beat this fucking Dixie Cup. My dates were wrong. I said <laughs> I said <laughs> that this in past this... fight happened on the seventh. This fight past fight definitely happened on the twenty eighth. But whatever. whatever. Um. Then we have UFC two hundred eight. I have told you all the boycott this. I'm gonna plow through this real fast. We have Holly Holm versus uh, Jermaine Duran. I mean, that's your main event, and it's for Marina a new. What's it? It's for a new belt at the one forty five featherweight mm-hmm. girls Jermaine division. Duran. I mean. Yeah, it's a woman named Jermaine. Whoa. Duranamine. Duranamine. I'm not used crazy. to that. It sounds like Dramamine. Hella bad. <laughs> and she was a gangster Muay Thai fighter, but Duranamine. She's naturally a lot oh. bigger than Holly. She is. Holly is. Check your pivot. Don't put the word 30s. gangster into Jermaine. Like, don't put that. That's just. Dude. Okay, Holly should win this fight. Holly has better skills than Duranamine. Her, her skill set and her technique is. Miles above Duranamine's, but Duranamine has athleticism and length and age on her side. But she's also a she's a Muay Thai fighter, and she's already had like a hundred Muay Thai fights before she got into the MMA. So she's a little weathered as well, even though her age might not suggest it. Holly should win this fight on paper. I just I don't know. About I that. don't know if she's gonna do it, dude. Well, I'm if not, she's I mean, smart. Look at the fact that Holly did lose two fights in a row. That's she's what jumping I'm up to a new weight class. I agree. I agree. I, you know that's what, I mean? what I'm saying. That's it's a big t- problem. Is that if, because it's a new weight class and she lost the lower weight class, this isn't her natural weight. It's gonna At be all. little. It's like you know, it's gonna be a little hard for her. And this person has a big size advantage, youth advantage, all that stuff. I mean, you want to talk about weather? I mean, what what fucking Holly Holm has done? Like she was what like had already had seventeen time kickbox champion yeah one thirty five and one forty five so she's done the weight before yeah and of course her fucking forty professional fights in boxing in pure boxing in three different weight classes she fought 
Um, she's got knocked out and then come back and then did the kickbox thing and then she had like 10 fights and 10 MMA fights before she fought Ronda. I think like, and she's in her late 30s and that's old for a fighter. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I don't think that, like, I, I, this, when I saw it, I felt like, okay, we're going to get this name fighter and put her in with this, uh, with uh, this kind of up-and-comer in this new division to try and breathe new life into it. And I think that they're trying to sell this as a fucking passing of the torch. That's what it feels like to me. And I'm really hoping it's not because I really love Holly Holm and I'm really rooting for Holly Holm. The fuck, I, have, fuck, I have no fucking idea what's The fucked happen. up thing is, is what they were trying to do is they made this entire 145 women's division for Chris Cyborg. They made it for Cyborg. And why then did, Cyborg why did they make it for him? Her. <laughs> no, and I then know, Cyborg went and she fucking tested hot for steroids. For penises. So honestly... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, more penises than vaginas is the problem. <laughs> no, they, they honestly fucked up. They <laughs> fucked up and they know they fucked up, but they already sold the tickets and they have this event, so they can't go back on it now. But deep down inside, I don't even think there will be a women's 145 division. So far, you only have three fighters. Yeah, one of them is be 145 because they're calling each other fat. One of them <laughs> suspended. <laughs> one of them suspended. The other one's from 135. And Durant, I mean, also fought at 135. Now, she is naturally bigger, and her weight class probably is 145. Is she new to the division? No, she's been in there a while. Amanda Nunes already new. beat Durant, I mean, she's, easily. She's the Lomachenko of, like, having so many fights that are, like, amateur sort of thing. She's a hundred. Durant, she wins like a hundred. She won like a hundred. No, no, like, no, I think he's referring to her Muay Thai Hulk. career. Yeah, her yeah, Muay Thai career. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, she's like Muay Thai. Sure. I've won fucking six thousand. Yeah, she won. Him, but it never. It, it still. It never. It hasn't translated to MMA yet. She's. She's six and three. Oh, she's not but, but out of the six wins, four have been decision. You know, so she's not. It hasn't translated. And we're not gonna. We're not gonna see Gabby Garcia cut down to one. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Exactly, dude. That, man, yeah, fat girls don't cut weight. <laughs> so I think She's what's going to Amazon honestly warrior. I hope Holly Holm wins wants, dude no and she has the technique saying. she has the technique to win I just don't know if she can get it done anymore but we'll see we'll see I, 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 I really want to see Gabby Garcia in the next Wonder Woman movie I hope so as like an escaped Themyscarian Amazonian whatever you want to call it I feel sorry for Gabby Garcia because her, she has no she, one to that, fight. She'd be perfect I in movies. I like big girls. She's a fucking monster. <laughs> Not that big, dude. She's uh-huh. huge, man. Imagine that. Like, she's an escaped Amazonian woman who decides to fuck up and just destroy the fucking thing. And then now, oh, like, dude, now she we gotta have... Been Wonder Woman. Sh- That's now terrifying. Now she's a bad guy. She's one of, like, the main bad guys, like, main henchmen. And now fucking Wonder Woman Gal Gadot has to fight her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say... Good luck! Oh, wait. I thought you were going to say... It's a movie where everybody has superpowers and she's good. So Wonder Woman's going to win. Okay. But it would be awesome to see Gabby Garcia like this... It enormous would. behemoth of a fighter who actually knows how to fight and could sell the fight scene so well. But I thought Adam was going to say... Throwing around Gal Gadot? She should be Wonder Woman's sidekick. Wait, I like, thought... No, no it needs to be no. an enemy. We need to, we need to <laughs> have Listen, her yeah, be yeah. an enemy. Because I thought Adney was going to say basically her come to Earth. Have her beat up Superman too. Oh, I'm so I know, in. Superman. I thought, I'm so in. I thought he was going to have her come to Earth hella big and shit. You know what I mean? It's a female and then... She's already on Earth. She's already scared. In the movie. In the movie. And then you're like scared because you're asking her what she wants and she's like, I don't know. It's terrifying. It's like a rival. You got to figure it out. Stupid. <laughs> Two other fights I want to go through real fast. We have Anderson Silva, the GOAT. He is my GOAT. He is definitely the GOAT. He would go down I mean, and I, I mean, How long have you been saying that to not say that? I, mean, I don't care. I mean, you've I mean, I mean, got a lot of people the GOAT. No, but, no. Uh, Anderson Silva's the GOAT. He you is, call me the GOAT fucking it's, motherfucker? It's, it's Silva and GSP. <laughs> Silva, GSP. You're the GOAT. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Silva, GSP, Kane. 
By um, definition, there can only be one. It's like uh, the Highlander. There can be only. <laughs> well, the problem one. is, is I don't know who would win between problem Anderson is I'm a Silva. <laughs> so fucking between yeah. Silva and Kane at their peaks at the same weight. That's a battle. I don't know who would win that fight. Anyways, we have Anderson Silva versus Derek Brunson. Silva should win this fight. And they're talking about if he wins this fight, he's going to get a fucking title shot, which is what? ridiculous. But it's because... Because it's Anderson Silva. And it's because it's Michael Bisping. They're both kind of old. That's a great matchup to make. Uh, you know. Yeah. I so I, I can see it, but it's retarded. Anyways, Anderson Silva versus Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson, the guy that just fought Robert Whitaker, and he came out throwing nothing but haymakers, showing not a lot of technique, no, and just swinging for the fucking fences. She fighting for people who don't he, know anything about. He's fighting. not a street fighter. He just he thinks that I hate haymakers. I, I don't know. I don't know what he thinks. But he's if always he goes, made fun of haymakers, not, hay, him, not not haymakers, but I'm no, arm it's punches. sloppy. Yeah, yeah. But if wild winging arm punches. What see, the fight. problem is, is that might work versus Batman Silva. It might work versus Silva because Silva isn't a great person who is protecting himself and he's blocking like a boxer per se. He's more about head movement and foot movement, so he's about getting out of the way of those shots. Chris but that Smith was from the Alcoholic Cast said Chris Silva isn't a great person. Well, no, it's the Anderson. Out of context. What? Anderson, whatever. Anderson Silva, whatever. <laughs> Fuck up your own joke. God damn it, dude. Uh, if I would have known, known his name, it would have been great. Because that's like, the thing. Like Weidman knocks him out with a wide swinging fucking left hook. So that's the thing. Like I talked about that before about how sometimes those wild swinging guys. You're not you're used to more technical blocking technical shit, so it's harder for you to predict where that wild ass shot's gonna go. Sometimes, mm-hmm. but you know if, if uh, maybe Silva digs his toes into the canvas and starts chugging them with him and connects him in the middle of one of his wild swinging bullshit shots. If I didn't, that's know what I'm saying. Boxing, I, I mean fighting. I would think it was gay porn. Like, <laughs> that segment right there, he digs his toes into the canvas. Brunson you know, can easily win. Like, <laughs> Brunson can easily I, win. We listen to that. <laughs> but Silva should win. Silva uh, should why are you win? so homophobic? You're not comfortable with this kind of thing? Why are you not homophobic? (laughs) And the last one I want to talk about is uh, Jacare Souza versus Tim Bosch. And the only reason I want to talk about this is because Tim Bosch is ranked like 14th and Jacare is ranked 3rd. So I just don't really understand the, the matchup. But yeah, Jacare why? is in line for a title shot. Like, as soon as the number one contender gets a shot, like, th- this just wasn't the matchup for him to take. The problem was is they weren't booking him for any matchups, and he wants to stay fresh. He doesn't want to sit there and be out for two fucking years waiting for a fight. Yeah, so at that. that point, I kind of get it, but... Uh, Number fucking 14. Like, can we get yeah, like, we'll a number a eight contender. or something? It could like, be like, it could, well, look at Feely, for instance. Feely mm-hmm. took the shot. Like, nah, fuck, well, I'm not really that known. I'll take the opportunity to fight someone that's easy. He, he was ranked like, a match. The guy was needed it, a match. Wasn't Feely ranked no, like, they were both unranked when him and yeah, Yair yeah, fought. Bo- they were both fringe contenders. Mm-hmm. And but so it's no, not, I thought, then, I thought no, no, the guy was at the eleventh. He was the eleventh. You're talking about Yair, right? No, 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 no. Oh, the next one. Yeah, the well, next Feely one. Won. Feely was ranked like fifteenth, and the guy was like ten or eleven. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, That's he a smart took, fight. He took the match. We well, took the match because the other person fell out, right? So he was like, no, fuck it, I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, it was on short notice. But like, and everyone was like, oh, Chris is saying is that's like ten versus fifteen. This is fourteen versus three. Yeah, it's just. But I really know. It makes sense not for a pay per view, but it makes sense in terms of that fighter's career. Yeah, keep I, him busy. Keep him. It's a guy. He's fighting a tough guy. He's gonna keep his confidence up. Gonna keep him busy. Gonna keep him focused. And you know, just find that that fine line. And Timbo, she's in a slack. He yeah. he's got some really great wins on his record. So I and if I, he wins, it's like. 
like, holy fucking shit. I like, get it for Tim Bowes. I, I get it for that guy. I get it for Tim Bowes. The confidence of it. Fuck you. Fuck you. I will get on stage. I will do that seven minutes, faggot. Good luck for him, man. Like, if he, if, it'll, it'll shock the MMA world because Jacare is one of the top middleweights at 185 right now. One of the very, very elite. So, if Tim Bosch beats Jacare, oh, the MMA world is going to go absolutely fucking crazy. I feel like those are the only two names that you got right. Like, that's just so, you sound right Jacare. when you say, like, you sound like you're, you, you're from wherever they are from. Oh, Jacare? No, just the way that Tim Tim But that's it for MMA. So, we had a lot of fight news, you know? If you're not a fight fan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you should apologize be. <laughs> every month. Man, it's just a bummer if you're not, because I get so excited talking about it. Adney gets excited talking about it. Even I Stevie you enjoys can, listening I'm, I'm to it. I don't understand how, if you're listening to this right now, you're not have become a fight fan. Yeah, you're, you're not have become. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking how because how exciting it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, it's just so exciting. We stumble over it's our words. It's infectious. <laughs> Did you just break my TV? <laughs> Pay for it. <laughs> I do uh, not have become a five man. Yeah, that's right. I like that. Do next. Only only three seconds. That's all we can afford. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was a fade to black. Coming up is our third and final chapter of our music talk series. All right, and of course, if you care, quick recap, what we've been doing, this is the third part of the, so the past three episodes, what we've been doing is basically talking about albums. Each of us pick one album, and that album had to be just something that fills us with a, an emotional nostalgia. It gets us happy, reminds us of like an important time in our life that was very influential, and how this album influenced who we are as people today. It could be any time in the past, doesn't have to be nailed down to just a kid or teenager or anything like that. And of course, we picked that album. You're saying that because your album was in the 20s, huh? Like, yes, I did. I said, yep, yeah, give it a little. Doesn't have to be, yeah, doesn't have to be back then, Chris. Talking to the No, I was saying it because I thought it was for teenagers, and then Chris corrected me, and I was like, okay. Yeah, because you are a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we're going to pick an album, then name three songs specifically that we think meant the most. Do you want right. me to start? I got a good one this time, so I don't want to. Oh, start. here we go. What age were you? Give me that first. 11. You were 11 years old. Oh, yeah. This 11. is sh- going to be shitty. So go ahead. You okay. can go first. <laughs> so I'm going to say, what was it, like so 2000? I, Kids bot number 30. Was 2000? <laughs> yep, yep. So The Matrix was out. <laughs> yeah. So Time of the Matrix. Yeah. And like Fight Club and shit like that. Kids bot 30. I just said it. That's it uh, right there. No, they were at like 11 at the time. <laughs> Probably like, They just right. started. They just this is like not, now oh, 20. My bad. You know? this, not 53. The Cisco album. There we go. That no, that was no, dude. It was oh, like when the beat goes. Well, calm down. It was about the same age that I went last time, and I was talking about my Eminem, Marshall like Mathers, Marshall Mathers. Okay, two thousand. Okay, 2000? now in that same year, like I already told you guys, this last episode, I was like, oh, I was with my my my, my, my pops in oh, Sparks. Oh, it's gonna be a rap album because you already got ghetto with it. And then. <laughs> We went to Fernley, right? Did you and get then, jiggy with it? <laughs> and then we went. Oh, no, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Oh, man, I feel sorry if you didn't get that. <laughs> oh, oh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That was a fucking... 
Woo, that was a fucking goddamn alley-oop right there. Like, no, you guys need to go first. No, he let me. <laughs> you made him quit. Yeah. You made him right. quit. Because no, it's, not, it's not a funny story. So oh. you go first. We're, we're going to make it oh, wait, funny. No, 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 no Fuck no. you guys. You go first. Yeah, I need you go first. Because we got to, no, I, we, we got to end no, on no, a good note. fuck you. I'm bringing everybody mine's down. Mine's emotional too. Mine's and I'm going to bring this motherfucker wait, okay, down. Mine's emotional, so Adney, is yours happy? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't Maybe. All right. No, 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 I'm mad. No, get get jiggy with this, bitch. <laughs> I want to know so, so bad. So it is the Men in Black album. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's the Will Smith album, bitch. Summer, summer, summertime. Dude, uh, I like the... Wow, wow, wow. That was my favorite Will Smith album. Ami, <laughs> welcome to Miami. Like, Miami, Miami. Oh, dude, what? Are you kidding? Okay. I was just kidding. This is were a strange story. time, kids. This is a story all about how my child... Just, and I'm just uh, Come on, where you at? I thought I you know, were I was going to make up something about Jaden Smith being a piece of shit, but I didn't. Because I'm a better Will Smith No, he's that. revolutionary. Than that. Somebody had an idea. They should make a Fresh Prince, but of like Philadelphia, where Jaden Smith stars as a rich, stuck-up, fucking spoiled kid who has to live in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> and who adopts, who adopts his cousin who's... A black kid who comes from fucking a, like a like a bad sad area, but he basically convinces him to dress a certain way and act a certain way, and then they start hanging out with Shia LaBeouf, and they, <laughs> <laughs> they start punching fucking Nazis. Shia, Shia LaBeouf shows up, shows up, shows up in Philly <laughs> and is a better rapper than Jason Smith. They just go at it. Like, meanwhile, so, I'm so meanwhile, and he tells Jane, you don't know the struggle. You don't know the struggle. <laughs> and then Adonis Creed, Adonis Creed walks in because he's in Philly. And then he just, he's just there. That's all I want. <laughs> he's just there. He doesn't do, do anything. That's, he's just that's, there. That's going to be our next, like, movie talk or TV talk is series from the 90s that actually deserve a reboot. None of this Fuller House or Boy Meets World sequel bullshit. Shit that deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Street Sharks, fucker. I was thinking <laughs> Street Sharks. Solid. Bring back his streets. Street oh, we'll tell you when that episode comes up. <laughs> Let's bring back rollerblading. Dude, that was the... Rollerblading Sharks. <laughs> For a hell of a... You don't do leg day. You do not do leg day. Sounds so stupid. Stay away from leg day. It no, it doesn't. So no, bad. it doesn't. Sharks that rollerblade. Oh, do they have lasers on them too, Doctor Evil? Nineties thing ever. <laughs> extreme sharks that do extreme sports and eat cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's nowhere near as bad as you know ninjas, turtles that are. They're ninja. a direct ripoff of the ninja turtles. Yeah, they are. Ninja they even hated turtles. pizza. Okay, you, we got ninja turtles, right? What about sharks? That are rollerbladers. Only one of them rollerbladers. Got it, print it. Print it. Kids, kids love these anthropomorphic animals. They love it. I'll sign you to eight seasons. <laughs> I've even pitched it to you. Yabby at sharks on rollerblades. They're skating around the street. Is there whales as their enemies? <laughs> their <way>. Boom. <laughs> That's saving the day wait we, 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 it's a good thing because we have sharks as our enemies back in the 70s you know what I mean like as a Jaws boom let's bring them back let's bring them good people <laughs> good sharks good sharks then they had a show called Extreme Dinosaurs <laughs> it's the same thing but with dinosaurs <laughs> swear to god I watched it anyways what's your album again and you loved it what's your album again <laughs> No, no, because I have a Damn whole little, Adam. I have a whole little story that has to Let's go. No, back. You were in the middle. No, I'll I'll the, you were in the middle of your I'll album. Through. <laughs> it, it is what it is, but like there is context to why I'm even choosing this album. I was just trying Let to get it to go. all that. So. Elsa? No, no, 
I won't let it go. I'm gonna go and be a little bitch and go make my own frozen mountain and my own frozen castle until you guys listen to me. You're but gonna, I'm gonna, go. away. gonna make a mountain in the castle? Uh-huh. Yep. Very irresponsible. Well, well, you I'm just doing that's why you're not Mulan. Well, at least it's ice. What's up? You you want an ice yeah. castle? I got yeah, ice castle. Yeah, who wants to Andy, why don't you keep putting well, him with your privileged ass snowman next to you? That's it, like <laughs> yeah. light How come when you make <laughs> life, it's white? Yeah, because I'm white. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I'm not thinking about my. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about my own fucking skin. frozen cold, Adney. They don't have any emotion. No they're not warm. No, no souls. souls. <laughs> so I soul music doesn't come along until black people came along. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a soul man. No white guy said that. That's why Ryan Gosling shouldn't be in La La. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, let's go to La La Land. God, what yeah, a that's that your album? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my 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 my. Uh, Did this inform who you are? My <laughs> album is the soundtrack. For from La La Land because it really resonated me with the whole white privilege thing. You know, I'm an actor pretty much. So. <laughs> You're acting right now. Exactly. I can see it. So like, I, I really shined really on good screen. So. Best, best alcoholic ass Oscar goes to Chris Smith for Thank his you. love of La La Land. Oh, yeah. I was just like the thing Meryl Streep for this award. <laughs> she worked so hard to tell up. me. She worked so hard to tell me how not hard my combat sports is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitch. I just really wanted to say that my art form is the only art form and, uh, we're the best. Anyways, we're the best. <laughs> Anyways, a second ago I said we're the best. <laughs> we're the best, but anyways, we're the put best. Put your fucking hand on that in his chest. <laughs> I was just, you know, giving him the chest. I was doing him the Donald, the Donald <laughs> hand, you know, the the <laughs> Spider-Man hand. I know you guys need visuals right the now, Donald you know. Hand. Just flick your wrist. Just do your oh, own yeah, version of the Spider-Man, Donald hand. Or basically, Donald took that from Spider-Man because when Donald, does, he's trying, <laughs> he's trying to make people white. <laughs> <laughs> It isn't working. <laughs> trying to turn everybody the same. Everyone, working. We all just need to be one color. Everyone's gonna be equal. Go and go. Equal privilege. Go and go. <laughs> equal privilege. Wait, wait, white privilege. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All privilege. Right? <laughs> no, only white privilege. Everyone's white. We're all, all white. All white is matters. America. <laughs> Trans age. <laughs> oh, um, that's a mistake. Uh, alt privilege matters. Sorry. Oh, oh, you're right. Boom! Clover Jenner over here. Alt Calm down. Privilege. <laughs> alt facts. <laughs> Alternative facts. <laughs> alt right. Uh, anyways, uh, so you, I'll go first. You had the album that you were talking about? I was uh, <laughs> talking about the album, and of course it's the day of white. You're just doing Z's, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at accents. We know this. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll plow through. I mean, I was just, no, I was just no. going. I was rifting. I was rifting with you guys. I, I accepted it. I accepted my defeat, and I just went with it. took us a year and a half to get you to just riff with us. Well, sorry, I'm trying to plow through the story. I wouldn't call it a defeat. (laughs) More of like a surrender. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Nicholas Walters. (laughs) Glass half full, Chris. I go out on my shield! (laughs) Glass half full, bro. (laughs) No, it's empty. I'm a pessimist. (laughs) So... I moved from Fernley to Yarrington. So I moved from one little town to one little town to another little fucking town. Well, this time, my dad didn't fucking stay. I don't know why he didn't feel like staying. So he dips, and that's why this album resonated oh, so much with me was because my dad left. Before this emotional album. I had my dad and everything, right? Dude, I love that you had emotion. Like, But the problem is, I got two albums at once, okay? So I got, okay, here's the artist. So name three... 
I got how I'm gonna do it. I already I already went over this. So unfortunately, my artist is da, 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 Limp Biscuit. <laughs> uh, what, dude? No way. Let me guess. Hot dog flavored water. Okay. What is your album? I was thinking about that. Chocolate one. starfish and the hot dog flavored water. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, because your dad left. You were like, fuck it. I'm gonna keep rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> no, see, okay. What? Keep rolling. So before I got to hot dog flavored water I, I listened to their second album so once I moved back to Yerington I was being severely influenced by my aunt so I was listening to my aunt's music well at the time my aunt was listening to Limp Biscuit, and the first song that I had actually heard from Limp Biscuit was Faith well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. I know not everybody has got a body like me, but I gotta think twice before I give my heart away. And I know all the games you play, cause I play them too. Oh, but I need some time off from that emotion. Time to pick my heart up off the floor. Showing you that door, rock gotta have faith! Gotta have faith! Gotta have faith! Gotta have faith! You're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you never got into Limp Biscuit train? No, remember, you, we brought this up before. You all Limp Biscuit. I was like, nope. And you're like, you never got on the Limp train? Sorry, like, dude. Nah, man. The corn? You never went down the corn? George Michael. Either. Boom. Oh, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Cause, I mean, it's probably because I don't like George Michael. Oh, really. you're right. From Faith. 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 But I remember saying, it now that, that you said George Michael. But I gotta give him hard way. And they're like, no, we're gonna make it way more hardcore because we're, we're Limp Biscuit. You know, because we're <laughs> backwards red hats. But what it did was it made me resonate with like, my father's leaving. But at that time, because my aunt was sitting there being like, nah, he's gone. And I was like, no, he's gonna come back. I had faith. My aunt was like, no, he is gone and you need to accept it and we're gonna move on <laughs> together. Your dad doesn't love you. That's pretty much what she was trying to get now through to me. get over it. She wasn't being a dick about it, but she was like, no, like, I, like he won't answer my calls. He is gone. All right, and whatever. He, tough love, tough yeah, love. Yeah, exactly. And so that song was really <laughs> resonating to me because I was like, no, I have faith. I have faith that he's gonna come back. Like, I gotta have faith! But, but I was faith. angry. You didn't just have faith, you but, had hardcore But faith. I was angry. You so had, you, had, you had hardcore, thin goatee, <laughs> backwards hat, sag pants, white tennis shoe faith? Yeah. Is that what you had? Dude. Tribal tattoo faith? Is that what you had? Well, I mean, tattoos weren't cool at that time. So if anything, he was he was starting a trend. Oh! Tattoos were never not cool. <laughs> no, but he was a rebel. Okay? Backwards hat, rebel. <laughs> Tribal tattoo, rebel. Red, rebel. You're blood. We're having gang wars. You're a rebel, bro. So Limp Biscuit was a rebel. Um, White privilege is thinking that Limp Biscuit. Dude, was I'm not entirely sure why I resonated so much with Limp Biscuit because, like, he had like the drums and the samples in there, but as well as the rock music. And I was coming from like my Eminem phase, and I was like meeting like the new rock phase. I don't know. I don't know why I resonated with him, but for some reason, my aunt was playing. Yeah, he that. seemed like he was trying to connect the two genres. Yeah. yeah. 
He would same always have like DJ scratching on there. Or not Limbisky, but same with Lincoln Park. Yeah. And you also like Lincoln Park around the same time. <laughs> yeah. So this makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to combine these things, you know? That's fair. Yeah. Into, in, I'm going to say like, I'm going to combine <laughs> these two really awesome things into one shitty thing. Yeah. Because you're only 11. So I understand. That's you're only fair, 11. right? It's fair. You're 11 years old. You don't know how to make a solid decision about life. It was hard. This is why you're not allowed to fuck adults. <laughs> because you're not old enough. Your brain is a sponge. It's still developing. It's, you're not a person yet. You don't. Want, you can't vote. You can't join the army because you're stupid. And that's <laughs> why you stupid. like Limp Biscuit. Dude, okay. Valid points. <laughs> Thanks for boarding the Lincoln train. First stop, the corn train. <laughs> Second stop, Limp Biscuit. Third stop, no, well, you're fine. AFI. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that was the first song that I heard of Limp Bizkit. I remember the scene. I was in my aunt's Suburban. We were driving to Reno. We had our windows tinted. And she, it came on, and she's, like, doing the little head bob. And I was like, oh, my God, this song's kind of tight. I just resonated with it because faith. my dad was leaving and all that. But I had faith because you so sitting I there telling me. I love that song. I okay. liked that song. And I'm like, I bought their album, and I'm like, fuck, what did I buy? So <laughs> I then, like, sorry. <laughs> like, three or four months go by. Okay, and I'm not listening to any Limp Bizkit. I'm still listening to my Eminem, and I'm getting more angry and more angry and whatnot. But then I'm like, okay, well, now it's three months. So my aunt was right. That dude's not coming back. So whatever. I started leaving him in the past. But now what was happening, I was getting to that 12 age, and I'm starting to really mess around with girls Become now. an adult in your small town? Because yeah. that's where grandpa's like, <laughs> you're, you're 12 now. Why don't you stop farming? But now I'm trying to, like, hold hands with girls, take, go to the movies and just hold hands. Damn, Maybe make out. <laughs> make out. What's up? Get a little make Show out. Fucking, and got him. Biscuit sealed the deal. Stick your fucking... It, it didn't at all. <laughs> of course but, it did it, Chris. That was also <laughs> that was also a time when uh, everybody wasn't like, oh, have you checked this out? Have you checked this out? Like, you had Chris your walk, trying man. to fucking stick his hot dog flavored water into their chocolate <laughs> star. I wasn't letting like, anybody listen to my Biscuit jokes. <laughs> I was like, this is my Walkman. Uh, no one else can touch my Walkman. I have privacy with my Walkman. No one knows. I have, the, I have, the, I have the greatest Walkman. Let me see. Can touch my Walkman? You need a green card. Let me see. So, build a wall around my Walkman. So, the next song man. that I started to resonate to from One Biscuit was, of course, Nookie. Like a chunk, 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 like a ch
It's all about the nookie. What, what? The nookie. What, what? But it was only because I was starting to transition into, like, actually starting to like girls rather than, like, thinking they're icky and all that. And then nookie came along, and I didn't understand what it meant. And I can understand how listening to Eminem would make you hate women more. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't understand what nookie meant. I didn't get him. fucked himself because he was hell about hating gays. Yeah. But, like, all about hating women. So you're like, wait, which one is, like, positive? Which one should I, (laughs) like... Don't do positivity. (laughs) And so... I keep, I start asking. I asked my aunt. She's like, I ain't fucking telling you what that song's What's about. Nucky? I asked my uncle. And he's, he's like, I'm not going to tell you. You're like, like that means it's something good. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not going to tell you, but I'll show you. So now, <laughs> so now I'm fucking on this wild spree. Like, what the fuck is this song about? Asking class. Anybody got a two plus four? What's Nookie? <laughs> oh, just have faith and you'll like figure nah, it out. I like how, boom, I like boom, how, boom, how in your mind <laughs> and sixth grade, he's that dumb that he's wearing six plus two. <laughs> <laughs> thanks some, thanks well, for that, Steve. Sorry, really some of those that. might have been better math classes, Adney. I was right there with you, bro. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was behind you like, yeah, what is Nookie? <laughs> <laughs> High five. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, I resonate with this guy. We, we, you Nookie. like my biscuit, bro? I was like, oh, we're friends. I can tell by your red hat. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we keep rolling out of this class? We're going Jesus, to tell Jesus us really is beating the fucking dead horse right now. Just fun. <laughs> Limp biscuit jokes is throwing it back. You're right, you're right. Um, so I, I, I didn't, dude. Like the whole time I was driving over here, I was like, I, I don't can't say know. It. Yeah, <laughs> you're in like, the biscuits. Like, no, man, just do it. Just I was gonna it. go the other like, way, man. I ain't doing it. He's like, come on, dude, just do it. Bro. I was like, no, I'll go with corn. I'll go with corn. Do it, man. man. <laughs> well, soul patch. Get yourself a trouble tether and do it. <laughs> so. Finally, one of my uncle's friends tells me what it is. And he's like, it's pretty much about pussy. And I was like, oh, you mean girls? Oh. And then that's that how we perceive women, just one giant vagina. Now the song's coming together. Now dude. the song fucking changed. And I was like, oh, wow. Girls kind of suck. You just At the same time. Like, because the song's about him wanting to get something from the girl and the girl giving it to everybody else but him. See, and, and so song, was and my then, first and was like, songs about? Yeah. And it's about it, him. It ends with him trying to, you gotta take it. Is you what gotta take it, yeah. You gotta take it. You, you gotta, gotta rape. The nookie. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you take it. You don't rape. There's a difference. You get, to get the, the word rape is being replaced by action. <laughs> like, like the action of 20 minutes of action is rape. But you don't say that. You just say you take, you take what you want. Make America great again. I love it. I love it. I love it. You gotta be a go getter. Yeah, you gotta get the nookie, son. You know what I mean? (laughs) Essentially, it's like I did it all for the nookie. You're in a small town. No one's gonna. But I didn't get the nookie (laughs) until the end, until I really wanted to get it. So it fucked me up with girls because I was like, oh, I just gotta get the nookie. I just gotta get the nookie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh, you just take it. Yeah, it was fucked it, up. It reminds me of, like, me asking my mom where the clitoris was when I fucking heard South Park. Like, oh, like, how do you find the clitoris? Oh, that's easy. And it's like, what is that? Like, he finding, says, he's like, like, finding guys or something? He says, chef. Where's the clitoris? How, how do you make a girl like you more than any other guy? There you go. Oh, that's easy. You just got to find the clitoris. clitoris. Wait, what? Find the what? The clitoris? Was that, like, finding Jesus or something? Uh, and then I found break stuff. It's just one of those days. It's just one of those days. It's all about-
<laughs> but you don't want to wake up. Um, and what that did was, so this has been like a year or so that me, my dad is straight gone. Just hasn't called, hasn't contacted. The dude is gone. And then I hear break stuff, and it just brought all that anger and animosity and those feelings that I was feeling a year prior that were suppressed and that I just kept uh, putting down and not really trying to deal with it brought all of those fucking feelings back up and it made me turn into like this really rebel child and I was really angry for like a solid four or five years this was when I started really getting into a lot of fights with people I didn't have a lot of friends I was an outcast and like it just started this whole little downward spiral of me just being I just wasn't loved I felt I wasn't loved I, I guess that's like what I can conclude right now is that I didn't feel loved and so this song which was actually making me feel something other than just hatred, anger, animosity, all these other feelings, it really helped me deal with the fact that my dad was gone and that he wasn't coming back. So break stuff really allowed me to get all that anger out, to express my feelings towards him without him actually accepting it, without him actually being there, without me actually telling him how I felt. It allowed me to release that energy that I needed to release. It was cathartic. And so it made me a better person. Eventually, it did. But at first, all it was allowing me to do was, break was to get out yeah. my anger and break stuff. I don't think you realized, like, <laughs> this is really fucking weird, but you foreshadowed way stronger than Adney has ever foreshadowed. A year ago today, Ow. like, basically a year ago, second episode, you talked about you talked about your life, and you talked about you and, like, the childhood that you had and your dad leaving. My grandpa Literally, would say that I'm a bitch right ago. now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> No, one year ago, literally, the episode, our like second episode, basically, we discussed the fact that you yeah, we talked about growing your up life with your aunt, your life, and then you just now brought it back to that exact same story. And but we you also talked about album, Creed, so Adam knows nothing ago. about foreshadow. <laughs> nope. Don't, don't even try. It. I'm gonna edit out your Creed part. Creed part. But that's, that's crazy that. that both of you guys just did that. You foreshadowed that. Both of you guys. See, I got credit. <laughs> <laughs> This History about, remembers. This is about Chris. <laughs> no, but that's so, hella crazy that you, like, that's yeah. weird that you brought that up, like, how, how your dad bounced out. We didn't know about that until we started the podcast, and now you're bringing that back up. Dude, what's crazy is I didn't yeah, really, you you're putting the soundtrack <laughs> to your fucking, you, you, finished <laughs> you finished production last year, and now you're just putting the soundtrack to it. That's all you're doing. What's crazy is I've never thought about this stuff before, and it's because of this podcast and you guys that I'm even, like, going back and thinking about it, and it's like, okay, what, what was my motivation yeah. for, like, why would I do that i don't understand and like now i'm starting to like connect the dots and really figure everything out and it's like man i'm a little fucked up because my dad left like how about you didn't leave bro so anyways that's you should that's, become a stripper anyways so the last one that resonated with me with limp biscuit and this is actually the last song that i really enjoyed and then i fell off of the limp biscuit train because it got completely ridiculous and because it went off the rails and been ridiculous to actually good music but it's been ridiculous from the very start and uh i can't i can't disagree with that but well, the last you song, though, it holds up. They hold up. <laughs> I mean, it just depends on where you are. Like, it can hold it up, but then again, it can't and hold up. You know? is <laughs> this isn't really one that I want to hold up. This is more of a reflection on why it resonated with me, why it's fucked up. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, I like the next song is Rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. your fourth Keep rolling, 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 r
fuck yeah. So don't you don't have to make them long. No, 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 like, no, no, do, like, no, no, do, like, no, no. 15, I'm still going to because I've given you offspring. Do, like, 15 seconds. I've given now. offspring. I'm going to give Limp Bizkit the whole song. Hey, he's going to get so mad. <laughs> 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 I'm going to repeat yeah, the same I, song. It's going to be the first one. Andy's just like, I'm not downloading this one. Fuck this episode. It stopped, and then I stopped, and then you start talking, and then I put back the same song. Just a fuck with me. What am I going to do, pussycat? No. Uh, you gotta, you gotta release it happen. right as Adney's gonna download it. You release it right, so you release it an hour before Adney's gonna download it. So there'll be maybe ten people that get I'm gonna, it. I'm just gonna, but bonus. then you just put your, It's just all. It's a Limp Biscuit album. Well, I'm gonna make. I'm, gonna do, I'm a bonus cast <laughs> of the Limp Biscuit album. But then, but then, like an hour afterwards, you re-upload it <laughs> to the regular episode. Adney's at work. Like this is fucking stupid. It's like fuck I'm this. And they're skipping for thirty. <laughs> oh, it'd be so fucking funny. Chocolate stop it, Adney. I'm just gonna throw in. Addy. <laughs> so anyways, the last one's rolling. And what this one actually allowed me to do was like, I was keep so keep I was rolling so away from the tracks of Limit Biscuit. I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad at my dad. I was so fucking just mad at the fucking world. Um, and then Roland came out and it kind of like allowed me to release some of that energy. I was really angry. I was really fucking butthurt at fucking everybody. Even my aunt who I had no reason to be fucking mad at. Um, Roland came out. It made me feel really fucking good. It had a really fucking good fucking melody to it. It was like, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. positive rolling. fucking message. You know, when I'm usually... You don't know what good music but usually is, so he, Yeah, when usually That's he's angry. <laughs> usually he's angry, and then he came out, and it wasn't as angry, and I was like, oh... Just what like I'm with Eminem, like you said, like when you were listening to Eminem, it was like anger, anger, anger. Then there was a silly one. You're like, oh, he's learning to be silly. And on that I'm silly one, silly. he talks shit about Limp Bizkit. <laughs> yeah, he did. Seriously, yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. Full At the time, I didn't even fucking know who Limp Bizkit was. Maybe that's even more why I resonated with him was because of uh, fucking Eminem. That's crazy. I sit next to Carson Daly in the back there and say, you have to do first. Well, bitch, put me on blast. Anyways, don't. Don't. My bad. Uh, <laughs> he was about to fucking So Rolling allowed me to release all of that energy that I was really pent up at my dad for. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's all gone. But actually what's crazy is as soon as that song came out, I started to really hate Limp Bizkit. Like, uh-huh. I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? All this. But then what happened is I went down like the used and the AFI route. So I don't know where the fuck my head was Ooh, at. The used. <laughs> oh, oh, you they're going to come. Fucking mouth, oh, Adney. They're coming, Adney. And you're going to have to sit there and listen to it and enjoy it. <laughs> so, uh, those are my four songs. Whatever, motherfuckers. We had Faith. was our French Sinatra. Adney, what's wrong with you? We can't enjoy like... Stupid. Glass Faith. of whiskey in her hand with a razor blade in her hand as well. <laughs> 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 Not for shaving, people. Who don't Faith. Know it was Faith, Nookie, Breakstone. Breaks, yeah. And, and Roland. Oh, and then real quick, <laughs> an album for you to listen to right now because I know people are searching for new music to listen to. Everyone thinks music is dead right now. But it's Big. not if you go back and listen to Limp Bizkit albums. <laughs> you can That's not true. That's not true. My, my, my uh, music taste isn't that poor anymore. It's much so, better. It's much better. What you should do is you should well, check out the new... Fred, um, the listener. Calm down. <laughs> Big Sean's album just dropped Friday because this is going to be released Monday. Big it, Sean's ju- it, it just dropped. He has a song on there with Eminem. Does he still Probably not fuck be with you? Fire. <laughs> so um, check out the Big Sean album. It's called... Uh, I th- I I'm pretty sure it's called I Decided. Yeah, Big Sean and Eminem, they talk shit about Fred Durst. So <laughs> it's all a big thing. Like Everything's fucking... Okay. So... My pick uh, for the album is one that you guys would never guess in a million fucking years. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> and when you hear 
uh, when I tell you who it is, you're gonna fucking probably laugh and be like, what? What? I'm not even sure if Chris even knows who this is. Like, but uh, who I'm picking is uh, Chris knows the Metallica Black album. Okay, you can. <laughs> Uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Wow, I met Diana Ross. How dare you? you? Met Diana Ross? I met Diana no Ross. No way, you met I Diana Ross. I hung out with Diana Ross oh, for you did 14 not. days on set because her son, uh, I can't Where's remember. Was the Limp Bizkit fan? Uh, no, her son. I can't remember his name. Uh, man, he kind of he looks like Chris Brown. Anyways, her son was on a feature film that I was a part of. I was part of the crew, and Diana Ra- Diana Diana Ross happened to come on set. And she would sit by the sound guys. And then she would sit there and she would tell all the sound guys stories about her and Rick James fucking around back in the day with cocaine. And she was a little cocaine whore about how they would fucking throw orgies. And she said that she would just be getting crazy with Molly and all this stuff. And she was like, oh, you guys think Molly just came out? No, I knew about Molly already. I'm oh, Diana fucking Ross. MDMA came out in the 80s. Dude, she... I'm was Diana so Ross. fucking I'm- cool, dude. She was so she wasn't pompous. She wasn't arrogant. She wasn't like I'm Diana Ross. Diana Ross, you all need to fucking bow to me. You need to realize that I'm on set. If anything, she wanted the exact opposite. She didn't want anybody. You think to I'm be- some fucking yeah. Christian fucking liberal, but I'm not. I've been doing Molly. She didn't since want fucking- anybody. To- I've been doing Molly before Molly. But she was, was really nice. It's not like uh, you you couldn't approach her. She was super approachable. You would go. You would say hi. I'm a fan. I love your work, and and that was pretty much it. So I would have. Down times when they would have to go shoot stuff that would be exclusive for like 45 minutes or so and they would all leave and she would fucking sit with the sound guy because this guy named Creed, his name was Creed and he was like 47 or so so he he grew up with Diana Ross and he knew all of her tunes so he would be able to relate to her and so they would just start talking and that was able to eavesdrop on him and that girl was fucking awesome the queen of soul I and I got mad props to Diana Ross, I listened to a bunch of her records afterwards so I know exactly your talking about continue i am about it chris for the listeners chris has his arms wide open right now <laughs> 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 feeling this full shot no no well, creed but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, band. that's the band i chose <laughs> but okay so um uh the reason i'm picking diana ross is because my mom loved diana ross and just as much as she would play fucking tupac growing up she consistently played diana ross um, it reminds me of like a Christina Pazinski when she did uh, uh, This Is Not Happening. She talked about how in middle school her best friend was this Mexican girl. And she's like, Mexicans love oldies. Yeah, yeah, they fucking story. love oldies. And they, love, she got beat up. and they love the song Angel Baby. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was my mom. I, I still know all the words to Angel Baby because like I, I love that song too. Because my mom loved that song and she, my mom loved fucking oldies. That's why I love oldies. And uh, But Diana Ross was something special to her. It was like her favorite album to play, and it's something I grew up with. And uh, as a kid, I hated it. As a kid, I thought this was stupid music, and and it gave me that icky feeling because she always played it during spring cleaning. But for her, spring cleaning was like once a month. Hmm. It was constantly, and like I could hear it. She would blare the fuck out of this music on her stereo. To her, I wasn't even at the door. I'm walking home from school. I'm not even at the door yet of our apartment. I'm still a little while away, and I could hear... <laughs> and I'm like, and I just get feel like, oh fuck, I gotta clean. Is that a Justin Bieber line? Baby, <laughs> 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 not not oh, melody, shit. bitch. Don't get smacked. Oh man, that's funny. Don't get Canadian smacked. Don't <laughs> Canadians don't smack. How dare you? No. A throw a fucking leaf <laughs> at you, faggot. <laughs> I'm gonna get stalked and slapped. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, it's alright. Uh, pull guard. Oh, you don't know how. You fuck. <laughs> 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 well, but you nickname your fucking dick guard, so that's whatever. But, um, You're goddamn right. <laughs> hey, baby, pull guard. <laughs> the king of guard. <laughs> don't pull guard that hard, baby. <laughs> Damn, respect so, it. But, uh, <laughs> so anytime I anytime I come home and I'd hear this this music, I'd just instantly be fucking pissed off. But sometimes I couldn't avoid it <laughs> because it meant it meant something different to yeah, you. Yeah, it meant that I, I had to clean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It meant that I like I have to do all this fucking work. My mom would be kind of like, get the fucking blah blah and all this kind of stuff. But uh, and a lot of times she'd be in a bad mood. She'd be in a really bad mood. Whether it be something from us, something at work, something one of her boyfriends, a million different fucking things would set her off. She'd play this album to kind of calm herself down, and she'd clean to keep herself preoccupied so she wouldn't just beat our asses. But to Adney, it was slavery. <laughs> this song was well, his old slave songs. That was more slave. I'm not getting paid to clean this fucking house <laughs> once a month. <laughs> but um, where are these child laborers? <laughs> and it was like, and that was like, and that was like, it was, you had to clean every day. But this was the serious fucking lift. I'm lifting up the entire stove. Get under it. <laughs> uh, I promise I won't drop it. <laughs> That's my well, second mom, album. Whoops. Yeah, my mom, my mom was on PCP. So. <laughs> oh second my album. Is, that was so stupid. <laughs> I said, that's what led me to my second album. You're dabbing me and dropping Jesus. Drop. Sorry. <laughs> I threw Chris's jokes. So, um, I hate. So. Oh, 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 we can't joke? Oh, but you guys can joke? I, no, fuck you. What the fuck did I do? <laughs> I was just talking <laughs> shit. But seriously, man. I was literally <laughs> letting you joke. Oh, oh, I thought you were like. What the fuck did I do? <laughs> my bad, my bad. What's that from again? Seriously, man. Those are from oh. Waiting. waiting. Uh, no, don't got it. Anyways, Potter stinker. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, and it was for years. I hated this music, and of course, I grew up with it. And then, uh, as a teenager, like I stopped hearing it all the time because you know I stopped living with my mom. I started living with my grandpa, and years went by without hearing this music, and just like forgot about it. it. Just wasn't in my life anymore. And then, as an adult, years later, after growing up with this music forgot what happened for somehow somehow i got i heard this song one of the diana ross songs i don't remember which i just remember that hearing diana ross somehow in some odd situation and immediately it brought me back and the first feeling i got was dread it was interesting it was the first thing i felt was oh you have to clean (laughs) i just happened to see it's diana ross (laughs) (laughs) and then like like a second i was like oh and then i was like wait what I just felt that, and then like this, wait, I don't have to clean. <laughs> this like it was just rush of emotion and thought of like, wow, I can't believe that this that had that impact on me just now. I grew up having to do this one thing. It's been years and years since then, and yet the fucking first few notes of one of these songs brings me right back to being a kid. I'm right there again. I'm seven years old, walking home from school and hearing this fucking music. I mean, pissed and, off that I got cleaned. Yeah, <laughs> and like, go, and just that Fuck childhood Clorox. and growing up with my mom and the way she was and the whole situation of being a child and how I felt like a kid again. Um, and it was like, wow. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to give this music a try now. I'm actually going to listen to what. why was my mom so crazy about this music. And then I started listening to it, Diana Ross specifically. And because this was the only music so, of hers, This was the only music of hers that I didn't like already. So I started listening to it again. I really started to appreciate it. I had you pause it online. Anybody hear about Diana Ross and some rims? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really did like it. And uh, the first song that I want to highlight um, of... Diana Ross and the Supremes is probably the most famous one, which is uh, Stop in the Name of Love. Baby, baby, I'm aware of where you go. 
What this song is, it's a really cheery, happy, fucking, you know, doo-wop kind of group kind of song. But what it's about is very fucking sad. It's about um, a woman who knows that the love of her life is cheating on her. He goes down the street and fucks a girl right down the street. And yet she doesn't she doesn't want it to end. She's still in love with this guy. And she's just – she's pleading with him and begging him to please stop doing what you're doing. I keep taking you back. I mean – Think about the way I treat you. Think about how good I am to you. Please stop. In the name of love. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't make it. That's passionate. Don't fucking make it like that. How dare you? Diana would not like that. He's all. right. The Supremes, the backup singers, they're like whispering into the mic very beautifully. Think it over and all that kind of stuff. And then she says, one of the lyrics is like, I've, I've, I've known of your uh, secluded nights. I've seen, I've even seen her maybe once or twice. But is her sweet expression worth more than my love and affection? But this time, before you leave my arms and rush off to her charms, think it over. Haven't I been good to you? Oh, man, that fucked me up. It's, cr- it's really fucking emotional. I think that my mom played this song more than any other song because she really related to it because she went through a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. It was like guys, like it was like a revolving door almost. I mean, like all these like these guys she tried to have a serious relationship with just didn't work out. And uh, going back and listening to it, like, years later, I was like, wow, this song's fucking powerful. Powerful <laughs> Diana Ross. <laughs> powerful. <laughs> Saying that while he picks up a broom and shit. <laughs> you know what, Mom? I got this. You sit down. <laughs> like, but, um, okay, so that's that one. Uh, the next song, that's uh, one, one of my favorites, uh, is actually You Keep Me Hanging On. song is all about um being in love with someone and they stay in contact with you they've gotten over you and they see you as just a friend now you were a thing you're a phase but now it's over um i'm moving on but i'm still communicating with you i keep coming up back into your life meanwhile you are completely heartbroken you never fell out of love with this person. You still have an incredible amount of passion and love and emotion invested in it. And you want it to go back to the way it was. But they don't want that. And so you try to move on. Even though you really don't want to. Everything in your heart wants you to be with this person. You try to force yourself to move on. And at every moment, every time you think, this is it. I'm finally getting over that hump. I'm Dude, finally finding sad. someone new. And I'm finally getting I better. Mean. They come right back into your life and that you have to start from fucking zero 
over and over again. And it's sung, of course, beautifully by Adana Ross. And the Supremes are fucking just... The, the melody that they provide, it's such a sweet and beautiful song to listen to. And it's just fun to listen to. But then when you actually listen to the lyrics, you're like, holy shit, this is tragic. And I think we've all been there. If we're being honest, we've all either been the victim or been the perpetrator of this situation. Of Both of us specifically. Yeah. Yes, very specifically. Yeah. Of like... And like being for being the fucking perpetrator of like you want like you kind of moved on, but you still kind of have feelings for that person, so you keep kind of going back a little bit and showing a little bit of light, but saying nah, it's not right. So you're torturing that person. You don't want to torture that person. You don't even realize you're torturing. Sometimes you don't even. Yeah, realize. sometimes you don't realize it, and sometimes you think you're trying to. You think you're doing the right thing by trying to give them another shot, but all you're doing is prolonging the ine- the inevitable, and you're making it worse on them. You're torturing them and kind of torturing yourself a little bit too. And even worse is to be the victim, to be in love with someone, and to them keep giving you that ray of giving light at the end of the yeah. tunnel. You keep you keep seeing that light, and you keep chasing after it, and you running towards it as fast as you fucking can. But as soon as you're about to grab onto it, it shuts off. No! Little <laughs> <laughs> boy, you're going to hell! <laughs> and that's what it feels like, and that drop. And like I remember being in a situation specifically, and like Stevie being there, and him seeing me ecstatic at seeing the light. And then when it turned off, him seeing me just absolutely just heartbroken, all that kind of stuff. So, and this song is fucking relatable. I mean, this, it was like a hit in the early 60s, and it still fucking hits hard. I want to, like, before we move on to my last song, I want to just read the first verse of Keep Me Hanging On, in case anyone is reticent about listening to this. Listen to this first verse, okay? Set me free, why don't you, babe? Get out of my life, why don't you, babe? Because you don't really love me, you just keep me hanging on. You don't really need me, but you keep me hanging on. Why do you keep a coming around playing with my heart? Why don't you just get out of my life and let me make a new start? Let me get over you the way you've gotten over me. Fuck. <laughs> Rip your fucking heart out. <laughs> Put it on the tracks. So now we're going to get a little... Biscuit right, we're going to live. We're going <laughs> to end it a little more upbeat because this is my favorite fucking song of theirs and it's fast-paced and it's fucking cool. It's a little sad, but it's fucking great. It's called Love Child. Never fucking played. Because it was a happy song? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it because um, I think she was worried that me and my sister would see it as her being sad about us. 
being oh, in existence. Because what the song is about is like a woman being in love with a man and he wants to fuck and everything and all this stuff. But she's like, no, we can't because all she could think about is having a love child with whose parents aren't married, whose parents are together. And then that then like she grows up, the child grows up with only a mother and having to deal with shame and dealing with extreme oh. poverty because she only has one parent. And coming up and feeling the shame of that. And this whole song is her like, listen, I know you want to do this, but we can't because of I know what the child will go through. Because that's what I went through. That's crazy that that's crazy that she would skip that. That's so, she's self-aware, hands down. Like, I think that makes was. her extremely self-aware. Makes her realize, like, I don't, like, damn, your that's mom is smart as fuck to do that, to skip that's that song. The thing, Some people wouldn't notice. My like, mom would do that. My mom did a, the reason why I think that I like to interpret shit the way I do and do it so much is because my mom would always do that for us. She would always play a song then explain to us what it meant. And uh, like when we were kids and everything, because she treated music like poetry. And I think that she, I think that's why she purposely skipped this song because I never heard it as a kid. It was very new to me when I first listened to and it. And yet she was playing the same fucking shit. And yeah, yet the same she album. chose I, to skip I, I a song. I remember seeing her skipping certain songs and this was fucking one of them. I remember it too. So now I'm fucking. See, I, I can clearly fucking see that her sitting there fucking skipping shit. But um, it's all this. What's great is that this song is also probably the best argument, not supposed to be, but it's also a really good argument for like abortion. Because <laughs> um, it is. It's all about like. Of course, you wrap it around to abortion. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pro women's rights. I'm pro Chris. Diana Ross, motherfucker. <laughs> but um, it's, pro women's rights, even though they're garbage gender. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's it's really fucking sad like there's like I started my life in an old cold rundown tenement slum my father left he never even married mom I shared the guilt my mom knew so afraid the others knew I had no name like something like that we were all alone we didn't have that marriage like we weren't a normal family and it's there's also another like about how she'd like started school in a in a worn out thrown away dress that somebody else got rid of and like i this is what i went through as a kid and i don't want that to happen to any other human being especially one that i could bring into the world and in this since this fucking song is written in fucking 1960 it had to be about no sex before marriage but it really relates today to someone who like for the argument of no, I want to get, I want to have an abortion, or I want to do fucking birth control, anything like that. So if you're pro-choice, if you're pro-contraceptive, this song will fucking sing to you, and it means a lot. And like I said, like it, it, I think it sounds the best of any Diana Ross and Supreme song. It has the best music to it, it has the best vocals, and it's fucking sweet. Great pick. It is much better than my pick. It had the strongest uh, nostalgic feeling. I recommend kind of uh, that album over my album so, every single fucking day. It's like, just look up by Diana Ross, greatest hits, and of course the songs once again were "Stop" in the name of love, uh, "Keep Me Hanging On," and "Love Child." What do you think Stevie's is gonna be? Some. He said it's gonna be something sad, so it's gonna be emotional and good probably. It can't be The Offspring. It, maybe Metallica. Might be like Fade or uh, Black Album. No, I mean I thought I, thought I think he, so, I think nothing. I think he's gonna talk about nothing else matters. I thought. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking he might pick this one for his AFI or for his used, but I don't think he's going to. I think he's gonna go with something earlier than that. Something around. I honestly think he's probably gonna go something around like the nineties. You, cause you, that's why I'm thinking. Metallica. You go back. You go to sixties, fifties. Really, I'm way off. Okay, well, he's talking about emotional. So I'm thinking two, early two thousands. Something. Nope. 
Nope. Than that. 80s, bro. 80s, bro. No, watch it be a hair, hair metal band. It's I'm a, going he's on going Van Halen. I'm going back to 1937. Come on, you fucking hipster, to something, No, to something that honestly... I Dude, you did not hear this. Uh, okay, okay. I need to hear the story before I start criticizing you. I went from, this is my 1937 for the artist, but my discovery was when I was 18, I believe. Uh, we all know right now what my favorite music is. What is it? Folk. And Bluegrass. Bluegrass, which is just embedded into country. So the artist that I discovered that kind of pushed me into learning about his grandson, Hank Williams oh, Sr. Senior, motherfucker, that's right. Hank Williams Sr., who, who I, knew, I knew about from listening to Hank Williams God Jr. We could have guessed that one. I, didn't even which I wasn't even thinking Which helped me discover Maybe. Hank Williams third, which led I was me like in my own fucking little... bluegrass and folk music. God, um, it was so in front of our face. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you fucking hit, sir. Oh, wait. Oh, it's Hank. My bad. No disrespect. <laughs> Super what? Uh, I started listening to pop country a lot and when I was a teenager, like 16, and Rascal so, like, Flats, bro. Tim McGraw. I just spoke to it's all about Tim having McGraw. a good time. It's all about having a good time. You always had an Okay, wait, hold better. on. Now, I know the music is shit. Tim McGraw is still the shit. But, I'm fuck, and fuck but when you go to a Tim McGraw concert, you're going to have fun. I'm okay? just singing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just singing Tim McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> Talk all the shit about Tim McGraw you want. Dude. But when you go to his live show, it's so that fucking is fun. fun. He's so fun. He knows fun. how to throw a show, yeah. and he knows how to be on Friday Night Lights. His daddy was taking him fishing when he was a kid. Oh, that was actually a good song. That's a good song. Great song. Every Tim McGraw song <laughs> is a great song. I'm not talking shit on Tim McGraw. <laughs> okay, like, thank you. I never talk shit on Tim I talk shit on Rascal Flatts. You did. Because they had like those That's fucking fair. scene kid haircuts for some reason. Yeah, I they, hated were, them. They, were, they were country scene. I hated them. So fuck much. them. The Tim McGraw, I'll fuck yeah, Tim McGraw. Country scene. But yeah, dude, Tim Garth McGraw Brooks. was the shit, dude. Love Garth. Garth. I love Garth. I'll do I'll Rodeo. away I feel when I watch you. So there are. Play. Bow. <laughs> 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 I got the Varsity <laughs> Blues! Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that Varsity Blues? No, no, no it's Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. He, he plays the dad, huh? Hey, I got another win! Wagoosh! It's Friday Night Lights! He's gonna blend it in there. He's gonna blend it in Saturday Night Lights, right? Saturday Night Fever, right? With the. Booby Mouse! Booby Mouse! That's <laughs> funny because there is there was a phase of pop country that was genuinely decent. <laughs> yeah, dude, are you, are you, are you, that's it. <laughs> Randy Travis, I love. I Randy love Travis old Garth Brooks. Uh, Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. Gar- yeah, dude, come on, Garth Brooks Rodeo. I know, dude, dude Garth Brooks Rodeo is the is one. The Thunder Rolls is the one. I don't know. Thunder Rolls is Thunder, great. I love no, Thunder great. Roll. Nobody really knows about the third verse that he plays in there. Oh no, yeah. it live alive. Shows. Alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alive. Oh my god, I fucking lose my shit. Okay. Woo. Yeah. This is not the Garth Brooks cast. Woo. Oh, so that's when I so I Woo. discovered pop country. All right, Garth Brooks, all that stuff, and I knew I only I already knew about Hank Williams because of my dad. My dad showed me Hank Williams. Just oh, the one dad. thing your dad did for you. <laughs> to do. Oh, <laughs> Boom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> sorry, um, I'm sorry. My dad's from the South. He's from uh, New Orleans, and then he moved to Florida, which is still considered the South. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Where I, if he worked on a fucking you, fishing boat too. Yeah, he was. A, he worked really? on a shrimp boat. Yep, made hell of money under the table. Yeah, he worked on a uh, shrimp boat. So, oh, his name Bubba. 
But my dad was always obsessed with all these old westerns. You know, he's like growing up, he always watched like The Gunslinger and Bonanza. Tombstone. And he's the one that gave, he's, Sorry, the one, he's the one that showed me, uh, what's it called? Blazing Saddles. That's why Blazing Saddles is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've rewatched it a thousand times. Well, I didn't really I'm, realize your dad was country. You never really uh, oh, he informed wasn't. me of he this. Wasn't. Well, he wasn't. Like, he was he like ACDC, old classic rock. But he grew up just loving the western. He didn't have like a country accent or anything. No, I got that. But like he, he like he definitely had southern roots that were still like when you when you talk to him when you like interact with him for long enough you those would come out and he would talk about it. He loved because because working on the fucking shrimp boat he had this love for the sea and he for brought fucking, it up every day every fucking day. He's fifty. He's like man, when I was fourteen, I worked on a shrimp boat. Like <laughs> like seriously, it was like a part of his life till the day he died. He always he must have loved that part of his life then, if he's yeah. constantly bringing and it yeah. Up. So basically, my mom is the reason my dad sucked. No, I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm just joking. Uh, but no. you're not. But you, I mean, yeah, that's because she had a gold. Knocked up. My dad, knocked up. My dad moved, up joke. My dad moved to the joke. West Coast. You shouldn't have said that joke. That's my dad moved to joke. the West Coast, and he, <laughs> my dad was he was stuck in member berries like his whole life. He was always about like, man, when I was in New Orleans, when I was this, he would like. I think that's up. why he liked uh, member berries so, so much. So he was always talking Al Bundy about. Is always living in the past. He was always talking about his past. But Al Bundy at least acted. Like he enjoyed his wife. I don't feel like your dad no. acted. In- How about he never? No, acted he like always he hated his wife. <laughs> he hated opposite. him, but he loved looking at her. He would no, sit no, and no, stare no, at her. No, no. He's like, I no, hate no. you. As no, I'm checking, checking you out. No, every time as I'm like, checking you every out. Every time Peggy wanted to have sex, he was like, Ah, Peggy. yeah, I want to kill you. I want to kill you. They were the, he, they were the Modern Family. They were like the. But like the Simpsons and and but his children? eyes lied. No, That's no. where he got me. His eyes. I think no, no. I think you're having a false memory. Yeah, that could be true. Because occasionally, that could be true. I think occasionally, you're occasionally on like one episode per like two seasons, he would actually like show love to his wife, and people would be like, "Oh, it's a romantic episode." But usually, oh, Peg, like don't touch me. Yeah, he's he all him. about like. No, he doesn't want to fuck his wife. What he it really was loved chore. was talking about those four touchdowns he scored in a single <laughs> game. That's right. That's right. But he showed me just kind of... He, he was obsessed with um, Beverly Hillbillies. And that's where I learned this first song, only because he loved the Beverly Hillbillies movie. And that's where I know the song from, from the movie. So it was, um, I'm So Lonesome I Can Cry by Hank Williams. He says that in the movie, so, like he's talking so about his... So Lonesome I Can Cry. Yeah. So he talks about it. It's the guy from Drew Carey Show. Um, I don't remember his name. He was the friend from Office Space. Yeah, dude. And yeah, the dude that was Batman in that one show. Yeah, yeah. so he he says that in the movie. He's the the girl, the one that's a city girl trying to fucking get she's trying to be a gold digger. She's wanting to hook up with the dad and the dumb son tells her like you know, he's like, Well, if you wanna, you know, get connected with my dad, you gotta know fucking I'm so lonesome I can cry by Hank Williams. And then that song comes on, it plays, and she's singing it, and that's how the dad marries her, and she's a gold digger, and she's gold digging horror, and it's a sad thing. But what's funny is it kind of reminds me of Hank Williams' life in general. His very fucking fucked up life. He had a crazy party life. He was a very bad alcoholic. But that's kind of how I knew that song. I didn't really have my roots embedded into country until I just started, started discovering pop country. Then I went back and listened to Hank Williams Sr. And I started listening to that song, I'm So Lonesome I Can Cry. And I, I've known that song for so long and I absolutely love it. Man, so that's going to be my first song. The air that lonesome whippoorwill He sounds too blue to fly The midnight train 
Just whining low I'm so lonesome I could cry I've never seen a night so long When time goes crawling by The moon just went behind the clouds To hide its face and cry It gives me chills. I'm not even fucking joking. It gives me chills right now. It's a good song. Like, my whole body is like, I'm tingling right now. I'm not even fucking joking with you guys. This was the one of the very few. Went. This is one of the very few Hank songs dude, I actually do know. The moon just went behind the clouds to hide his face and cry. Like, dude, that's fucking so powerful. And that's going to be my first song. I'm so on I can cry by Hank Williams. And dude, I just, I love that song. Get super cry. Yeah. But all of us, minutes. our nostalgias are all sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mother loved me in Michigan, so this is Eminem. <laughs> like, yeah, we did go, we went we did, dark. We did kind of go dark, huh? We all the went next dark. one will go happy. Nostalgia's never good. <laughs> that's not true. No, that's it's not good. True. Next, next music talk, we'll talk about like just jams. Yeah. Just fucking, they don't even have a great meaning. Just, oh, it's just fun. And it doesn't have to be album. It could be that's jams. That's the entire 24 karat magic. jams. <laughs> if, you need some, if you need some cheering up in your life right now, just go listen to the new Bruno Mars album. He'll, he'll cheer you up. So the second song I'm going to fucking discuss or that I want to talk about is a uh, long gone lonesome blues. I went down to the river to watch the fish swim by. But I got to the river so lonesome I wanted to die. Oh Lord. And then I jumped in the river, but the doggone river was dry. She's long gone and now I'm lonesome blue I had me a woman who couldn't be true She made me for my money and she made me blue A man needs a woman that he can lean on But my leaning post is done, left and gone All about, um, I, I'll just read you the lyrics. I went down to the river to watch the fish swim by, but I got to the river so lonesome I wanted to cry, oh Lord. And then I jumped in the river, but the doggone river was dry. She's long gone, and I'm now lonesome blues. But she's long gone. <laughs> <like the dog. laughs> he wow, last one was way better. <laughs> no, 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 that one he, he like jumps the voice. The way that he does it is like you super like. Don't go on stage. He's <laughs> like the whole country like, oh, oh, like it's weird. The way that he does it, I can't do He's it. He's choking a seal? Well, first of all, he doesn't even sound good when he doesn't, but that is the sound of country. That is like where it's the like roots that, come that, from. Yeah. So in that aspect, it sounds good. As a vocal artist, he is not a great vocal artist. Can we admit that? Who, Hank Williams? No, yes. no, he does it a good. He does it a good job. He does a good job of doing that. He does a like, good job of being job raspy, of flexing his voice. That's to fair. Do that. He was like the original country, like uh, putting emotion behind that, like flexing of the voice. But the song is about flexing of the voice. Yeah, I like his, that. His, yeah. the okay. song is about wanting to kill him. Most of the songs about like 
depression, and he wants to kill himself because he basically got left by someone. And the second part of the, the lyrics go, um, I had me a woman who couldn't be true. She made me for my money, and she made me blue. A man needs a woman that he can lean on, but my leaning post is done left and gone. And it's like... Fuck, my I, leaning posts because yeah. they used to lean whenever they were God, chewing. You're gonna make somebody kill themselves <laughs> with the fucking sing songs we're playing, picking. So <laughs> whatever, song, Roland's nice. Keep whatever, man. Roland's Don't nice. Wait. We'll end it on Limp Biscuit. We'll <laughs> gonna make them want to kill themselves the most because it's Limp Biscuit. Yeah, <laughs> and you made and you made them hear it. <laughs> you're a fucking dick. You're the worst. Oh, I'm a bad co-host because I'm not drunk right now. You are bad. At least I'm not podcast. At least I'm not making them listen to Limp Biscuit. It's not even that we're wasting. Limp Biscuit. I just want you to drink. That's all. It's not the biscuit guy. Uh, oh, oh, oh. At least I'm not making them listen to fucking Diana Ross. The biscuit. Oh, how dare you? Okay, she here's the beat. the test of time. No, that's somebody keeping No, the this is every beat. No, no, it's not. And then it has no, a nice little flute underneath. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. There, there is no flute. Hold on, keep doing that. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, it works. It works. <laughs> 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 every time. Oh, you got schooled by the musician. It's a metronome. That's the musician just like. schooled you, bro. <clears throat> All right. Go home. I love Dan Ross. Yeah, but the beats know, that they're on the Ross, 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 Ross homeboy. Man, no, no. They're Her, beautiful. She didn't. No, they're not. No, yeah, they're they not. are. No, they're not. They're, no, they're not. Yeah, they're they're not. Not. But that's a different discussion. Back to Hank. He wanted to kill himself because of his ex. So it's sad because he was a very emotional guy. Clearly, like that's what country music. That's what, <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> People think, oh, it's like, sad like music the, the, country, the country singers who look emo are talking about just drinking beer and being happy. <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, this but hard the ones that look normal. Exactly. This dude who looks like he's killed several men. It's just like true <laughs> saying about heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, and heartbreak. That's where the that's where the trope of country music comes in is the original country artist singing about heartbreak because that used to be the cliche. Yeah, it yeah, used yeah. To be. yeah, and it's also because they're in small they're in small like towns that you find one person it's not like cities where you can just go and fuck someone you're stuck dwelling in your own fucking realism yeah of, fucking your sister like, fuck, it's a bummer left, man yeah, it's like oh I gotta fuck my sister <laughs> again <laughs> are you done it's okay cause he lives in a small town you suggested town. biscuit and then you're gonna fuck with me <laughs> all you did was fuck with me during my fucking segment I know suck it <laughs> It's true. Suck <laughs> like my hot dog flavored water. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's sad because that's like that's where country music, country, everything's like country. The, the roar, the outsicker, where they fuck farmers. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. uh, our friends in Texas <laughs> know what I said. He's turning the dude from Waterboy. No, 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 no. I'm away, you mate. No, no, no. I'm away, you mate. Hank Williams, the number one goddamn country singer in the world. <laughs> everybody know that. Everybody, everybody, everybody know that. Goddamn it, boy. It's good stuff. Not a bullshit. Hank Williams. Another day. Another day. Got the goddamn man guy you got right there. Goddamn Hank Williams out of date, boy. So, um, yeah, the song is uh, Long on Lonesome Blues, all about wanting to kill himself because his girlfriend, she's a gold digger, she fucking fucked him and took his money and then she fucking left him, which is terribly sad. Which is what women fucking Because they're garbage gender. <laughs> Hashtag garbage gender. Oh my Let's God. do oh this, guys. God. Can you imagine if that Let's started trending? <laughs> Let's stand up this Valentine's season. Let's stand up to these oppressive bitches. I love bitches. this movement. I'm in. Stand I'm up to so these bitches. 
Fuck you, hashtag garbage. We are not going to go out on fucking February 14th and spend. We will not go down without a fucking. hated prices of these bullshit dinners for your bull. It's always about what I got to buy you, never about what you're going to do. Fuck you. Strike. Until April 18th, anal sex day becomes a thing. Cut off Valentine's Day. Strike. I We're should on use a strike. the auto leveler on him. Yeah, we will strike. We will not go down in that fight. We're going to live on. Was he in Tennessee one? Today is our Independence Day. Bitches, taking Valentine's back. Taking Valentine's back. Today will no longer be seen as a woman's holiday. But as the day that we cried out in one voice, we will not go quietly in the fight. <laughs> we will not vanish without a fight. Yeah. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate anal sex day. <laughs> Gay dudes are going crazy and, right now. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Get at me, Hollywood. Shut <laughs> Okay, and, and Chris. I would kill him, La La Land. Okay, get out of here. <laughs> Only because you're brown. <laughs> Automatically. <laughs> okay, now, Chris. It's because- Los Angeles. <laughs> East Los. East Los. <laughs> Okay, okay, now, Chris, what kind of emotion did you get from Adney right there? Like, what, kind of, what did he feed into the. Like, you, like, what did you get? Was that strong? Was it passionate? Well, he really. Was he, could, I felt like he was a little like self conscious, but he went for it. You know what I mean? Well, like, he has to go for it in this type of situation. Um, I mean, yeah, it's gotta go um, over the top. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find the top and then kick its ass over it. Get a song. <laughs> so my third song is from La La Land, and it's, <laughs> uh, and when they're dancing in the clouds, it's starring Ryan Gosling, and he's singing about oh, being white. Yes, it's the jazz <laughs> song that the only white jazz musician in the world does, right? and, and can play. He's the only one that can right? play it as well because right. he's white. You know, yeah, because I mean, I mean, you can't that. have Emma Stone with a black protagonist. Like, come on, <laughs> no, you can't have a black guy because Idris would destroy Emma. Obviously, <sighs> well, yeah, because Idris is, and the that's penis. like, <laughs> that's like that, that age difference is weird. I feel like is a little. What's the new? What, what about the Moonlight guy? Mashallah Ali. Yeah, oh, still a little older. But I would he's go. He's gay, Chris. Calm down. Michael, no, no in the movie, is, though. Michael B. Jordan. There we go. I know. Or Donald Glover because he's, he's an actual musician. Uh, and he'd kill it. You're in not any allowed genre. to mention Donald Glover around. He'd, he'd kill it. Any, he'd kill any genre. Yeah, exactly. I thought you were gonna say Michael Bublé. I <laughs> <laughs> That he was yeah. going to the sexiest Michael. Michael. <laughs> I was waiting for the next part because I was like, there's no way he's going to say Buble right now. Nope. Come on, guys. God, you're such a piece of shit. <laughs> Come on, guys. Creed. With <laughs> arms wide open. Under sunlight. Come on, guys. Creed. <laughs> Boom. That's my third artist. <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> Keep doing that. Yeah, it is. It's just fun. It's um, kind of, my yeah, last song is uh, good. Six More Miles. Oh, the rain is slowly falling And my heart is so sore Six more miles and leave my darling miles to the graveyard six more miles long and sad six more miles and leave my darling
Mama. It's called Graveyard. I can see it's actually my, it's actually my first song. <laughs> <laughs> because of the way you just decided to sing it. Yeah, you, you did that. <laughs> you! This song's you all about... Did <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. See how he does that? You gotta swing his dick. You gotta sing like you're swinging your dick. That's the Frank style. Singing dick is what you're doing, guys. I mean, if you just want to do it, you want to feel like a boss, just go Frank mode. If you want to feel like a boss, you just go... Frank, Frank, Frank mode. Nostalgia. What's fucking snappy of attitude? <laughs> yeah, no rhythm. As long as you snap. Frank doesn't need rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Guys and gals, I don't need any rhythm. Fuck <laughs> you. I created rhythm, motherfucker. <laughs> I created it. Yeah, I invented rhythm. It doesn't matter <laughs> if I snap my fingers thirty times. You're gonna buy it because you're a white piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my my the song, like I said, is um. Six more miles, <laughs> and it's called the Gra- or to the graveyard, and it's actually about. What's funny is the first song that I mentioned is a song of like uh, being lonesome, and then the second song is about being meeting somebody who you who takes all your money. The third <laughs> song is about having to bury someone that you fucking love. So it's very fucking. Have sad. you had to do that yet? Because I don't think you have. <laughs> this is amazing. No low blow, I'm but it's soci- true. <laughs> I'm a sociopath. My grandfather was the only person I've ever buried. Oh well, then then I was wrong. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah take yeah. it back. All right, you're right. I take it yeah. back. Nice. So the you're lyrics. Real nice. My joke <laughs> failed. Um, it says, "Oh, the rain is slowly falling, and my heart is so sore. Six more miles, and leave my darling, never on this earth to meet no more. Six more miles to the graveyard. Six more miles, long and sad. Six more miles, and leave my darling, leave the best friend I ever had." And it's it's all about like having to bury the the biggest love in his life, and it's very fucking heartbroken, but or heartbreaking. But the song is sung in such as like really great fucking manner. It's more of a fast paced song, which is weird. Most of his songs, he's doing that like little through yeah, his pick, voice. Yeah. He's like going up and down. It's more emotional. It's slow. Like, it's like a strange. I, I'm so lonesome. I can cry. Strange. And lo- uh, long on lonesome boost are slower. But six more mi- miles is like a little bit more fast. Which you just listened to, so you already know. Which I love. I absolutely love him to death. And he, like I said, the reason that this is nostalgia for me is because this is the birth of my folk and bluegrass, which is the music that I've connected with more than any other music. Like, I will never find another uh, another genre ever that will ever make me feel the way that uh, folk music... I don't think you should do that. I don't think no, you should... I don't I'm think dead you serious. should do that. I'm dead serious. I, I thought I knew music. It's fair. I, it's no, no, wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I think a musician who's discovered music throughout his whole life, who's, who has music that influenced mm-hmm. him and, like, helped me throughout my entire upbringing... Guitar, right there. The guitar has helped me throughout my. No, I know life. you're right, but I don't think it's it's safe to like close that door. Like, just leave, leave the, the door, door open. Okay, is okay. all I'm saying. Just leave all, the door out open. Of all the genres that I've discovered in my entire life, it's folk music and bluegrass that has made me feel a certain way that no other genre can ever make me feel. Can I say that? Yeah, up that's until fair. Now. Up until now, that's completely I, fair. But I can I, also I, go and say the same thing that from 2007 to 2011, all I was doing was listening to EDM because that's how I felt and that was it was really resonating me with me. But then I grew out of it. I don't think it's safe to say that you're never gonna grow out of it or to close a door on a certain genre. That's all I was saying. No, I understand. It's, it's been nine years since I like. I'm not saying I'm not closing the door on rock or pop country or or music that has influenced me prior because I still listen to nostalgic albums. Say I was saying I was listening to Offspring I've been listening to. I'm saying the genre that I've it's been a stepping stone towards the music that I've discovered. Let them put that a is done, stamp yeah. on it, man. It's 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 a lot of songs have helped me throughout my entire upbringing, but everything was a stepping stone to bring me to the certain genre of folk and bluegrass, which I've never felt this certain way of 
crying or tearing up like hardcore, like having to listen to the same song a thousand times because it's like, fuck, I can't, I can't sing this part without making myself cry. It's a strong emotional fucking feeling that I'll never get with any other genre, even Metallica, all the old bands that I fucking love. Like this has been the linchpin of my like discovery. Hank Williams, I'm like, this is it. I, I finally discovered it. I finally hit that plateau of music that... No, 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 no. See, that's my argument. Is there, is, there isn't a plateau. Okay, I get, I get what you're saying. But I can literally listen to folk and bluegrass and like old classic country and this broad range of music and majority of the songs make me feel that way of like, damn, I, like this is my... I finally discovered music for myself. I finally discovered the music that nobody showed me that I discovered on my own. No, what he's makes saying is every like other great. genre he likes like fifteen percent of it, but when it comes to bluegrass, he likes ninety five percent of it. Yeah. And I get that, and that's completely fine. I'm the same fucking way by all means. But I just I felt that what you were saying was that you were gonna close the door on like all other. Oh, genres not at all. Of music. I mean, I've been always I was just saying don't. That's all. I go back on other <laughs> artists a lot. Like I listen to a lot of Elton John. I listen to a lot of the Beatles. Um, on my Shit. Spotify, uh, and I listen to soul music, but there's just I no, love, that's I fair. love the no, music. I get excited, but there's nothing that will make me feel like singing a fucking song from this certain genre that I love. Like I, it's 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 my Donald Glover. No, it's, music. no, it's fine. It's just you made it seem like you were closing doors on other genres oh, of no, music. No, I'm a that's, musician. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm a musician. I'm and interested in all music. Of course, I, EDM. I have my favorite. EDM Adney terrible. has his favorite. You have. We're all gonna have our favorites. I just what you were saying is I felt that you were closing a door on certain music, and I just didn't think that no, was fair. It was, that's all. It wasn't closing the door. It was opening <clears> the door to something that I never thought I would discover. That's the whole thing. It was, Which it, makes sense. Me growing I, up I, I with me growing up with classic rock. And thinking like rock and roll, the whole, this whole thing, and then discovering, opening this door of something that I'd never thought I would listen to, like country, growing up in a fucking city like Sacramento, and discovering something that, because when people meet me and they're like, what the fuck are you listening to? This is terrible. And I'm like, this is fun for me. Um, it's not terrible. It's, it is not It's terrible. me. It's not closing a door. It's me. It's, I, it's this hidden genre that I found that I'm like, holy shit, I, I've never thought I would be able to connect with something this strongly. And I, I, it'll never go away. I'll, I will always have these certain bands that I've been listening to for fucking eight years, ten years. I'm just obsessed with. I fucking love of them. Of course. I'm always looking for the same ba- different bands in the same genre. It's, it's string bands. Um, and just it, maybe it's just inter- instrumental and lyric. lyric no, no. Like I, I feel like what you should have said emotional. is like, that is now more like the focus that I'm going to be going towards looking for new music. Yeah. I think Just it's, the way it's, you yeah. approach it, that's all I'm it's, saying. It's not, it's, I just didn't want you to close your doors on, yeah. on certain music. And because... I, even though we all hate boy bands right now, at one time you had a boy band that you might have enjoyed. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That that I just didn't. I don't think it's fair to put closed doors on music just because it's new and just because it doesn't resonate with you. Yeah, you might not like it. Well, then don't listen to it. All I'm simply suggesting is don't close the door on music. That's all. And that's what you pitched to me originally. That's what I thought. That's what I was getting. And then you revised it. You said, no, that's not it at all. So we agree. So plow through. Yeah. Um, So those were our albums. Nostalgia albums. Um, that was the third and final chapter of our little music talk series. And, of course, part three once again. Mine was Diana Ross and the Supremes. My songs were Stop, Keep Me Hanging On, and Love Child. Stop, Love Child, Keep Me Hanging On. Right? Uh, yep. I did Limp Biscuit, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. And I did Hank Williams. No, I'm just... <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, I did uh, Faith... Breaking shit. Break, <laughs> break stuff yeah. and rolling. There's one that I missed. I can't remember. And what it the is nookie. 
The Nookie. Thank you, Nookie. We got you. We got four. Four full songs. Well, because they were, from, <laughs> they were from two different. They were from three different albums. I picked one from like. Well, oh, my, okay. yeah, and my album was from the, co- the the collective of the greatest hits from Hank Williams, and my songs are uh, "Long Lost Lonesome Blues," "I'm So Lonesome I Can Cry," and Six More Miles." Sugar to cash, shotgun thoughts. Oh, sugar to cash, shotgun thoughts. Who kiss that to me? Killed by a bull or killed by a bear? bear? Would you rather get horned or would you rather get eaten? A Ooh. bear will eat you alive. But you can have the chance of getting knocked unconscious before the bear eats you. Rather, you feel that horn coming up your ass regardless. Why wait, do you wait, have wait, to wait, go wait. up my ass? Wait, wait. Do I do I, or do I not get a chance to dress up like a clown before I do all this? Definitely. I get a chance to, all right, well, I'm taking the bear. That's fair. I feel like you made a handicap just now. now. Here's the thing. I feel like I could take a bull. <laughs> <laughs> you supposed to grab That's the Spanish coming and, out. And, and, you, and you hump it into submission. <laughs> I could just barely sidestep out of the way, and it goes over there. Because you're brown, you feel that way. But there's no brown people fucking with bears. Because I got sexy Latin rhythm. <laughs> hey, you just calm down, Mensola Dialogue. Um, go ahead. Uh, what was the next one? No. <laughs> Such a piece of shit. Mensola right. Dialogue. Oh, dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we're going to go this little theme right now. You so haven't seen $100,000? We're, we're, we're just going to keep going with this theme. Killed it's by a chickens. metaphor. <laughs> Hold on, the bull's a metaphor. You, you left. That was a solid joke. You should have <laughs> said it. But I know did. what I was doing. <laughs> killed by chicken or killed by cow? What? Cow? Wait, wait, hold on. Chicken and the cow? Because <laughs> we both eat them. That's why I had the shark and thought. Dolphin and I the eat chicken. Chicken and the cow. I, pick cow. I eat cow. Cow is going to be a lot faster. Chicken is going to take a minute to kill you. Chicken flew monologue. Cow bombed. Do do jiggy. The South Park thing. This is a chicken and the cow. Oh, worst yeah. celebrity in bed. Chris Who do I think is the worst <laughs> celebrity in bed? Diana Ross. Oh, what's the name that's uh, from the lead singer Limp Bizkit? <laughs> Fred Durst. Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know the lead singer, huh? <laughs> Quick, you know the lead singer. Worst celebrity in bed. That's a good male one. or female. Female, of course. <laughs> You're a male, Adney. <laughs> hey, hey, it's all speculation, anyways. <laughs> we can do both. I'm gonna say Miley uh, Cyrus, <laughs> Meryl Streep, <Dude>. <laughs> Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey, Ooh, because like I know, because right? I know she's a stuck-up bitch. Ooh, I know for dude, a fact that's a good Mariah one. Carey is one of the most stuck-up diva-ass people ever. There's no way she's fun in bed. Fair. I'm Ooh, saying even J-O. though she used to be such a fucking dime piece. Dime. Oh my gosh, she was a fucking smoke show. She was so fun. Jesus Christ, then I jerked after like, her so her many times. Her face was literally the perfect shape. Like I discovered how to jack off to Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It's nutty. Oh, dude, um, for females. So you got J Lo, which is a J-Lo. great pick because I've also heard she's a bitch. But I don't know. I don't know. She, I feel like because I mean, the way uh, she dances, the way she, she agreed. I feel like she might be. Agreed. Might give it a little bit more. If I, I'm gonna I give maybe, it to maybe. You, maybe. I'm gonna go ahead and say because of her, because of this dialogue. What are you waiting for? I'm gonna think that Jennifer Love Hewitt would be shitty in bed. You know what I mean? I Just heard that. Like, yeah. I, heard I know what you did last Actually, summer. Yeah, got shitty. Love I'm from switching you, it man. to Elijah Dushku. <laughs> Elijah Dushku. <laughs> no, whoa, bro. That's a, Elijah. <laughs> 
Why is it Dusku? No, no, Dusku. That's how you say it. Dusku. In my defense of Dusku, you got to Dusku. I'm gonna defend Jennifer Love huge tits for a second because what I hear, like you hear a lot from like guys who have dated her. Like from Jamie Kennedy and John Freddie Mayer. Freddie Prince. Like, she's super fucking needy and she has like a fucking she has some issues. And girls with issues get it. Oh yeah, those are the best strippers. If the girls bad like, dads make girls she's like, she's, like she's super fucking needy and like ah, uh, she might give some eighteen pointers. Pay a dun to me. Love me oh, I'm Okay. I didn't realize that now, I was douche cool. oh, I'm gonna fuck you up. Now we're gonna go <laughs> the exact opposite. So I'm, you had me at douche cool, so I'm you're, I'm right there. And we're you. gonna go. Which celebrity would you let fuck you? But this time I gave you three options because. There's a lot of men celebrities oh, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You're going to say Leo. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. see Big Daddy God. Oh, he goes in the No. It's my shotgun thought. Okay. Right, so you have to deal with my parameters, bitch. <laughs> All right. So you have Marlon Brando. Oh, God. He's dead. You David Duchovny. Or. Frank Sinatra. You had me at, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. And I gave you Frank just as a layup. Because are, they back, I are, are they alive? Is this what year? No, 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 <laughs> wait, no, no, no. wait, what year do I get the This is them? if like we were all in heaven and then like you were just but bending what, over and you had to year? pick one what behind year? you. Are we talking prime Brando or are we talking? Prime all of them. Prime all of them. Dr. Moreau. Wait, wait, no, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I feel like Frank. I feel like Frank would disrespect me. As That's like what I'm a, saying. That's why I'm not nope. picking Frank. He'd be like, listen up, bend over, baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, he's going to show up school. Nope. He's going to slap you Cause around Because the thing about Frank is he would make it an orgy. So you're having some fun. Ooh. So you might have a chance to bang some other broads. That's you might nice get to suit. bang okay. like Angie Dickinson, who he said was the best lay of his life. You don't think Marlon Brandon's going to bring in a bunch of people? Nah, he's a piece of shit. I think Marlon Brando would try to fuck me, and then he'd be like, "Let me get a fucking, uh, let me get a bucket on my head." Like, yeah, I feel like he would, like, he would go insane with it. And so, no, you're I getting, would, but you're getting prime Brando. You're not getting Moreau oh, prime Brando. Brando. Oh, okay, so I we're got, talking. Uh, 19, so you're talking cotton in the mouth, Brando. Sixty-five. Yeah. So you're talking cotton in the cheeks, Brando. No, that's a little past. That's, that's, that's a seventy-two prime, little past Brando. Uh, I'm talking like on the waterfront, Brando. Yep. That's exactly Well, if really I can good. see sunset and waterfronts, then I'm fine. I'm going brand new. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, sounds, that sounds fucking delightful. <laughs> that was such a good answer. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, handicapped from the waist down. <laughs> blind or deaf? Blind. Oh, wait, hold on. Dick's got to be working. Hold no, on. I'm going handicapped from the waist down. I can fuck around with not having a dick. Never orgasm me again wait, and wait, becoming wait. the greatest mind to ever rule the world. Wait, well, hold on. Wait, Forever, calm man. down, fucking Superman. Okay, we're going to talk about this. So you said handicapped from the waist down, which you basically are. I picked uh, death. <laughs> I picked death, actually. I picked death. death. You can't pick. That wasn't an option. Death wasn't was, an option. He did. No, death. Death. Oh, no. death. No, no, no. Not death, death no, nigga. No. Death, death. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you smoke this, you can't hear shit. <laughs> Not death, nigga. Death. That's so okay. fucking good. That's good. Holy that's, shit. That's, that's so. a good one, man. <laughs> Wait, wait, so the answer is Pimp Chronicles? <laughs> Did we come to that as an answer? No, that was the first. <laughs> no, no, Andy. Not death, nigga. Death. That's so I'm going with blind. No way, man. I can't lose my vision. There's no way. Because oh. of my career. 
I, like I have to see, I like dude. Death just because, like, I know. you can't death. hear it. In terms I already of fucking, fucking hate hearing the gender. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Handicap, handicap all day, handicap all day. Because you that do, means, there is a lot of benefits to, to that one. There is because you could still do a lot of shit, like your career. You'll be able to fucking enjoy fucking a lot of like different Kirby uh, enthusiasm. And first of all, Kirby enthusiasm is perfect is like, example um, of how it's beneficial to Stephen be Hawking. He's completely disabled. Oh, yet he popped out fucking five kids. No, wait, no, he didn't pop out anything. He popped out five words on his little computer that says, Mac, Mac, sorry, Wait, hold on. Am I thinking about the wrong person? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold I don't on. think he has any kids at all, at all. Yeah, dude. We're talking about the guy who is a very great mind who he has, the, the guy who had a movie made about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He has kids. He has kids? From oh, his semen. That's Hollywood. From his dick. Ooh. No, he probably came. He probably Ooh. did come, and they probably, like, he never fucked anybody. I want to okay. He never fucked anybody. They took his semen. So, basically, you'll be just like a boy and his dog. You'll be tied down to a bed, and they'll be ejaculating. But, see, that means you'd have to be intelligent, so you'd just be a handicapped boy not getting laid. Okay. I don't know. I don't. We're going to leave this one. We're going to leave this one. I don't. Sh- I, you couldn't be in any relationship, though. I wouldn't trust these bitches. Tasers <laughs> or pepper spray. Taser. Receive one? Taser, because I'm out of orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a happy ending. I've I've um I've been uh bear maced and I've been uh tased. Wow. And I'm taking tased all day. I was bear maced and tased and I still bear maced. It lasts so fucking that's long. Bear maced though. Bear maced and tased, I was still able to pull guard. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 I like you. Oh god. Oh. Dude, being it, it depends. It depends on the taser because those ones that the cops shoot you with are fucked up. Yeah, the regular strong. ones that like a female has when they just like kind of get you a little bit. That's easy, all fucking dick. <laughs> but it's the ones that shoot you and they have the prongs in you I and then they have the answer. I think you have the answer. It's either bear mace and blue cheese or go fuck your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with that tasing shit. <laughs> no way, man. Taser all day. Like, cause it gets them, it gets in your throat. I'd rather get electrocuted than it lasts like two hours. Yeah, I'd rather when you can get shocked and you're fucking like, once he's done shocking you, you're pretty much done with it. Like, you have like five to ten minutes of like a tingly feeling or whatever. But after that, like, it's unless you're black and he shocks you, he's like, he's still shaking. Get your fucking dude. The bear (laughs) mace lasted a solid three days. Like, I still had the taste in the back of my mouth from the fucking fucking bear mace. Yeah, the bears. (laughs) It's I'm not, sure you know, I'm not sure if you know this. The bear maze is for bears, and bears are the most for dangerous thing. Fucking for a thousand pound fucking savage beasts that rip flesh off a bone with their faces. And people like you think that Mexicans are the fucking dangerous Americans? Let me just tell you, bears. <laughs> the bears that's right all, that was my entire. Um, Ask uh, what's your name? The most dangerous thing to, il- to elementary schools in our education system: bears. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Colbert. <laughs> God, dude. Well, there's a woman who actually believes that. <laughs> it's a real thing. He fucking he, he manipulated somebody to believe. <laughs> some some girls like we need to worry about bears yeah, for our elementary school. <laughs> we need gun. We need armed guards to protect our kids from bears. Is what she's, she's like. That's a sol- I would. I'll pay. That's a Stephen Colbert bit. <laughs> like if he was still doing the Colbert Report, this is the per- that would be the movie. Like. I've been saying it for years. Yeah, yes. yeah, he was, Listen yeah. up, America. I've been yep. saying this for the years. The only person that's and I got listening. one person yeah. who finally seen the light. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Last one for today. We're going to go. This one's a little bit more in depth. It's not much of a shock and thought. 
Took a little bit of thought on this one, unfortunately, so it's going to suck even more. Okay. You have a six-pack with a four-inch peener, or you got a dad bod with a six-incher. Dad bod with a six. What about if you have a dad bod with a four-inch? Is there something wrong with that? Dude, I'm honestly going abs and four because if you know how to work it, you can you can you can fuck around no, with no, four. No, 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 no. But dad you got bod the abs. is most intimidating, homeboy. Dad bod and a six. Dad you can like, always. I know plenty of dudes with humongous cocks that have horrible sex. Okay, Chris, that's humongous. Sex. That's humongous though, not six inches. Six Chris, guess what? Not humongous. You can that's always true. get abs, but you can't get a bigger dick. Homeboy. You can't always get home. Uh, Nailed it. So All right, that's fair. Nailed it. Mm, like that fucking vagina is four inches and I'm six. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Getting in deep. You know what I mean? Is that it? Is that we're going to wrap it with that? Yeah, that I'm going to wrap it up. Contraceptives. Boom. <laughs> Contraceptives. No love child here. <laughs> Woo! No love child. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. I'm going to take a week off the book suggestion. Don't read this week. Just don't read this week. Why not? Maybe Why actually not? finish relax. one of the books he told you to read. Finish <laughs> yeah. one of the books. Or watch... One of the 15 Oscar-nominated films because we are gonna do an Oscar episode. Watch Arrival. Oh, we gotta do another Oscar. Watch Arrival. I agree. Yeah, dude, after the, watch after the Oscars happen, everyone's seen the Oscars. Then we're gonna discuss it. But you have to watch so Arrival with your volume up, not maxed, because then your speakers distort. It needs to be just up. You need to have a nice sound system because without a decent sound system, Arrival will fall short. And then you need to watch Moana, including the short that's in front of it. And watch Kubo and Two Strings. Kubo was great. Finally My finished it. What a great movie. I loved Kubo. I can't wait to watch Moana. I finally finished Kubo. I think it was a great fucking movie. It was solid the entire way through. But I can see how a different movie could win because it is a little bit far-fetched, I guess you could say. It's a fucking fantasy. <laughs> so is Kubo. He fights a Gyarados at the end. That's what I'm saying. Do, do, does, in Moana, does it go that crazy? No. It's probably kind of practical. They're going to go with their Zootopia. Animation. That's the thing. Like, they're going to Which is more accurate. Zootopia is way more accurate than any of those, right? <laughs> Zootopia is the come least on. accurate because that bun is getting eight. Getting eight? Yeah. Eight. But come Eaten. on. That, Eaten. That, that but the sloth at the DMV wins everything. Like, There's no you. way the bunny is going to be a cut. It's a bunny. In an animal world. Oh, it's unrealistic. You obviously didn't get the message behind the movie, okay? Stop Fuck judging books by the cover. Except Even though there's a, literally a submarine dig. How come I didn't have to dig that deep for Kubo then? I didn't have to dig that deep for that's Kubo. Not, that's literally fucking face value. That, well, I'm just saying. You don't have to dig at all. I'm just saying. It's there. So out in the open. Yeah, so the ones you that are... You get it out watching the trailer. And the ones that also there are Zootopia that's why and Moana. Moana. That's why Moana is better, because you you can't just watch a trailer and get the themes of the movie. You have to watch You it. can't just watch the trailer of Kubo and know the... You're right, yeah, Kubo too, Kubo too, yeah. But I'm talking shit about Zootopia. Yeah, Zootopia fucks Zootopia. <laughs> it's still good, though. It's still good. It is good, and I really enjoyed it. And oh, it's talking about the anime movie. Fuck, uh, forgot everything else. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about that movie, My Life as a Straw Because of Cocaine? Try to wrap us up. <laughs> I don't know, cocaine. <laughs> Fucking My Life as a Cocaine Straw. Or a dildo.